From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. TGIF. Let's get right to it. Well, we begin with this. I posted about it 11 hours ago. The president of the United States referred to himself presently as the vice president. He's done this so many times that I can't even count this and other things like it. So I can't tell you when, but I've already been telling you since a year before the 2020 election, that at some point, these deeply troubling occurrences are going to matter. I just can't tell you when, but they will. How, how does someone do that? The sitting president referred to himself as vice president, and he was thinking very much about himself. But he was because he was lamenting about his inability to get himself an electric Corvette. He said, quote, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president. He was with the chief executive officer of General Motors. Do do you process? I know, you know. Do you process how incredibly not not embarrassing that that's easy how deeply disturbing and troubling and what a problem this is wow i mean in in may he referred to himself as the nation's first united states senator from delaware And he's many times defaulted back to that he's in the Senate, which, again, is very common for someone that is demented. Dementia, Alzheimer's, some something is going on. Obviously, Democrats and Republicans and independents, there's no disagreement on this. No one shouldn't say no one, maybe about 20 percent of just absolute just people that probably should be put into some kind of analysis. But about 20% of America wants Biden to run for a second term. Ronnie Jackson, who was the former White House physician to both Presidents Obama and Trump, he has consistently called for Biden to have undergo a cognitive test. Isn't it interesting how many in the media called for President Trump to have a cognitive test? And there was no let's be just be honest about it. There was no hint of any lack of mental acuity. You can disagree with him, disagree with his brash personality or anything else. But the, the man was and is sharp as can be. And he took a cognitive test. 
which Dr. Jackson, now Congressman Jackson, said that he aced. So once again, I cannot tell you when, but I promise you at some point this is going to matter. Meanwhile, this is such a display of American weakness, it makes me sick. China has, this is laughable, they've sanctioned Speaker Pelosi. I've never, I've never been in Speaker Pelosi's corner as much as, as I am now. But not because of why she did what she did, but because once it was apparent that she was going to go to Taiwan, see the Democrats, the partisan ones, they won't do this. So they have an easier way. You know, their path is much easier. Because I guarantee you, if a Republican speaker under these circumstances did it exactly how Pelosi did it. Now, I I think in fairness, the first leak about it was not from her. I think that's important to note. But if this all went the same way and it was a Republican speaker, you would have Chuck Schumer You would have Fat Nadler. You would have all these other people. Hey, by the way, isn't it fantastic? Fat Nadler and Carolyn Maloney, they have to knock each other off. They got, boy, I'll tell you, their their party didn't do them any favors. That's as Democrat as it can be. They put them both in the same district. And they couldn't work out any deal where one of them would not run. So one of them is going to be out. I, I couldn't even tell you they're both so terrible that it doesn't matter because one of them will still be there. But imagine this, though. China has sanctioned our speaker, whatever that means, because they didn't say what the sanctions are, Pelosi and her family. Meanwhile, President Biden delays our ICBM missile test that we were going to do. Now, China is lighting rockets over Taiwan. And we're delaying our own scheduled missile tests. And it's the second time that Biden has done this. You talk about portraying weakness. Unbelievable. Congressman Mike Rogers, he's the lead Republican of the House Armed Services Committee. And thank God. God, in less than six months, thereabouts, he will be the chairman. He said this news, meaning what I just said, the delay of the ICBM missile test. This news comes after China conducted live fire exercises following the Speaker of the House's visit to Taiwan. He said further, these weak need pearl clutching attempts. I love this. These weak need pearl clutching attempts of appeasement hurts our readiness and will only invite further aggression by our adversaries. I love it. I think it's perfect. What he said, not what's happening. What's happening is terrible. When we come back, I will give you the latest social media Complete, utter outrage, proving they have to lose this exemption that they have 
And this all has to be changed. What was once so incredibly free has now become beyond Orwellian. Someone said yesterday, they called it, that we now live in an Orwellian hellscape. I'll give you the details in just a few minutes. 15 minutes past the hour, I'm Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you. You've done it again and again. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Thank you so much for that. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. We are back. It is almost 19 minutes past the hour. If you're just tuning in, I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we, we, we really believe this and we, we try to honor it every day. I know how busy everyone is. I don't care what time of the day it is. Everyone's busy. No one has enough time to get all the things you want to get done. Uh, everybody that I know that's even retired they're not really retired. They all say the same thing to me. Oh, my God, I'm so busy. I don't know how I had a job. I don't know how I had time to have a job. Uh, so everyone is busy. It doesn't matter uh, your current state in life. Working one job, two jobs, three jobs, retired and and still working harder than you ever have. It's just it is the way it is. So when I say that, I'm very appreciative of any time that you spend with us. I talk to people that listen to all four hours and six minutes. I talk to people that listen on their way into work. So we might have you for 15 or 30 minutes. If, if you have a longer ride into work than whatever time it, it will be. So we're very, very appreciative. And, and I want you to know that. And I try to remember to remember to tell you that. So I can't remember who said it, but someone said in the past day or so, that we now live in an Orwellian hellscape, which you have to agree is true. Go back in time. You could not tell the truth about COVID-19. You got deplatformed or whatever they would do, put you in Facebook jail for days or hours or weeks, uh, all kinds of warnings put on your posts. You couldn't tell the truth about Hunter Biden. Your truth which was undeniable, was called false, partly false, mostly false, totally, sometimes just false. And now if you put, I, I'm not telling you to do this because I don't want to be responsible for you getting deplatformed or suspended or whatever. But if you put that we are in a recession, they will, they're, they're so-called fact checkers I'm speaking about Facebook right now. And look, we told you about Wikipedia. They've changed the definition of recession, and then they locked the item down where you cannot do anything about it. It's it's incredible. I think they locked it down for four months. But this is where we're at right now. And if you don't believe that that's dystopian, that that's Orwellian, then you're just either a liar or you're absolutely not paying attention. And I know I'm speaking to people that pay attention. 
So you know this is true, or you're just a denier. I, I promise you, if all these social media platforms did this to liberals, I would speak out against it. My entire existence of more than three decades has been about free and fair exchange of ideas. Everything that we do. We don't lock out. I beg Democrats to call sometimes. They won't call. They're listening. But you wouldn't call either. You, they can't defend. Somebody, some Democrat defend voting for Joe Biden. The only thing you could possibly say is we had to stop Trump or whatever. You can't say that you have confidence. Joe Biden has made a real mess of things. Who was it? Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy? Stanley, you've made a mess of things again. Everything, everything he touches is worse than before he touched it. Name one thing that's better. It's unbelievable. Immigration, destroyed, broken. On purpose, of course. The economy, the military, foreign policy, Afghanistan, Ukraine, late and wrong, told Zelensky to just give up. That's fantastic, right? What a great, what a great strategy. Just quit. You've got Ukrainians that don't want to be Russians and you're telling them to just quit. They would rather die. That's what a guy like Joe Biden doesn't understand. They, and they are right now, dying every day. They would rather die than be a Russian or be put under Russian control. Tell them to quit. They're all the same. The late Jim Whalen and Vince Mazio, they told everybody, uh, make a deal with North Jersey, you know, while you can. Uh, it, it was just terrible. It was so anti our own region. We were to get on our knees and make a deal and beg because it could get so much worse. Thank God. There were some very, very strong people. Probably his shining moment, because he's certainly not shining right now, uh, then-Senator Chris Brown. Big disappointment with this Atlantic City thing. I, I, I don't I, I don't even know. I don't even I wrote something about it. I tried to be as polite and kind as I could about it. But wow, just wow. Uh, and I'm not alone. Every single person listening, you probably even forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in there, but but he's not in there. Atlantic City doesn't listen to him. And I I, I couldn't tell you what he does. I couldn't even begin. But he was at his best, never better during his time in the legislature, either Assembly or Senate. This was as as Senator. Uh, His leadership was fantastic on keeping casinos here in Atlantic City only. 
Marchi Antonio, Morris Bailey, Bob McDevitt. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cortese. Uh and I, I'm, of course, leaving people out unwittingly, just leaving people out. But that was ne- that never had to be that way. Think of that. Think of everybody just was, oh, okay, we'll just, you know, we'll just take what we can take and watch one or two or more casinos close on top of the four that already did. Of course, Hard Rock would have never purchased uh, the former Trump Taj Mahal. That'd be one le- less property open already. Uh, they were would have absolutely gone to the Meadowlands. You know that. And fortunately, leaders stepped up. That was a campaign that in the beginning, all the experts said it was impossible. The North can outvote us. Think about this. How did how that's a mini version of General Washington defeating the it's 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 a terrible analogy, but I said mini, a mini version of being completely potentially outfunded, although this effort was well funded, you know, I never took the sign down uh, on purpose because they're never done. They'll be coming back again. You wait and see. But the vote no, North Jersey casinos, November eighth, and and it's interesting. The election is again on November eighth, but this is November eighth, a number of years ago. I never took the sign down, and I remember saying I'm not taking it down because they never stop. They'll do it again, but that was a great victory. Complete underdog status. And prevailed in a blowout. They had fake polls in the beginning that showed how this was going to go and and North Jersey casinos would pass. And I remember saying, don't believe it. It's all fake. And then they didn't do any polls anymore. All of a sudden it was like, whoa, what's going on around here? We better keep the fake out you know, going as as long as we can. And it turned completely around to where the the rally that we held at Boardwalk Hall that actually should be named after Gormley. Vince Mazio actually attended the um, the event pretending like he was with, I'll say us, with us all the way. That's what some of these awful examples do. They work against you. Then when you are poised to win, they pretend they're with you. It's pretty bad stuff. But that's what we have going on. It's all the same. There's, You can draw... Many, many local, county, state examples to what's going on at the national level. And remember, years ago, and I used to like it this way, the local races were not affected by what happened nationally. But when everything became woke and broke and a joke, you have these local Democrats talking about the issues 
that the national Democrats are talking about that they will never vote on, at least in this position that they have. But they stopped serving their citizens and they became just and it's sad, just politicians. That's why I real and he'll be here today. That's why I have always had such great respect for Senator Palestina. He here's the he's the reason I stepped up and was pushing, actually hoping he would run is because he didn't need it. Your best examples and the people that turn out to be the best at it, Reagan, he didn't need it. He didn't need any of that. Like Hillary Clinton that wants it too bad. Oh, that's always trouble. When you want something in the worst way, look out. If they get it, look out. Obama wanted it in the worst way. Biden in the worst way. Palestina just wants to get things done. So if that means working with Governor Murphy, he'll work with Governor Murphy. If it's something he can't, he won't. If he can, he will. But he's the perfect example, someone that's completely self-made, unbought, unbossed, and does what he thinks is right on behalf of the citizens of the second legislative district. How can you ask for more than that? And we've gotten judges and uh, the vote is, let me check my uh, daytimer because he called in the other day, Prosecutor Will Reynolds. And this is one of the things I will bring up. I think the vote is on Monday. Yeah, Monday the 8th. And I believe that will be a unanimous vote in the Senate. It should be and it will be. I have no doubt. That's one thing that Palestina got done. It was going to be an outsider coming in. It's all set. It was all done. That's why it took so long. He's gotten multiple judges and more uh, on deck, I believe. So we'll be catching up with him today in the 8 o'clock hour. But we need more Palestinas and less Mazios and less that ilk that they're in it for some reason that I don't even care to try to even understand. But they're not in it for the right reason. Because when you're the gang that wanted that was going to throw Atlantic City's exclusivity out the window into the dumpster. And allow North Jersey to have casinos. How injurious is that when you have your own legislative team? And, of course, prior to that, the same bunch shut down the casinos on July 4th weekend. These are things that Gormley, Palestina, uh, Brown never, ever would have allowed. Ever. Whalen actually voted. He didn't just let it happen. He voted for the casinos to shut down on July 4th weekend. A PL was never done, but that cost Atlantic City millions of dollars. And it was an accumulation award because it had an effect for several years after. Oh, no, no, I'm not booking around July 4th. No, no, you guys shut down and casinos are closed. Go try to undo that one. It was like when uh, Al Roker said that the boardwalk in Atlantic City was destroyed. 
and the people who sell Atlantic City, oh, oh, no, we we would love to come, but your boardwalk is destroyed. Let's let you get back, you know, rebuilt, and we'll come back in a few years. No, 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 the boardwalk isn't isn't destroyed. I mean, this is what this is what happens. Got a break. Can't wait to come back. Open forum coming up in 30 minutes. Senator Palestina in the 8 o'clock hour. Meet AC President and CEO Larry Sieg in the first half hour of the 9 o'clock hour. And what we've been doing is we've dedicated – we've done this for a number of years. We've dedicated the 9 o'clock hour on Fridays for several years now at least. And we've always done interviews for the almost the past 20 years in terms of preview. But we've really um, made it a point to, to partner as much as we can. And I love doing it. So usually about six weeks before the air show begins, we do the nine o'clock hour with different guests, people that are appearing in the air show. We had the team leader from the yellow team of the uh, Golden Knights. We've had Mike Chait. Uh, we're having the president of Meet AC. It's the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. They're the banner sponsor. So Larry's a great guest to have today on this. And then at 935, we're going to have Chris Thomas of Chris Thomas Air Shows, and he will be one of the fabulous civilian performers. So we got a lot to do this morning. Let's keep it going. We'll be back in just a little bit early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley. This was so much fun. I put it together this morning. I knew I was going to do it today because today is the first day of some really great performances at the summer Summer's Point gateway playhouse beginning today chicago high school edition the musical and bye bye birdie is next week read all about it on the app on our website meet america's oldest seaside uh roadside rather attraction lucy the elephant and a whole lot more from the town square new jersey info and weather network i'm chief meteorologist dan zarrow High temperature today reaching about 92 degrees. The heat index 97 to 102. Yuck, another hot and very humid summer day. We could see a stray shower this morning and then gusty thunderstorms with heavy rain possible this afternoon and this evening. That threat goes away around midnight tonight. Muggy overnight with a low of 74. Partly sunny tomorrow with a chance of a late day shower or storm. High 88. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's 40 minutes past the hour. Let's turn off some of this nasty stuff for a moment for something that's very, very positive. Usually on, well, I shouldn't say usually because I've been doing it every Saturday morning. So I'll say on Saturday mornings, and I've been doing it now for, it's got to be a couple of straight months in a row. So it's become a, a, a really fun routine. Uh, the, the only, well, I won't say that. I was going to say the only downside, it takes me two to four hours, and that's a, it's, it's a lot of time. But I love it, so I shouldn't have said that. So every Saturday morning, usually around 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, I go to my office, fire up the computer, and I wrote I write both an article and a supporting photo gallery 
and then each photo in the gallery, and it's usually a minimum of 10 photos, sometimes more. And I, I try to limit it only because every single photo you do has to be formatted. There's a lot of keystroke commands to do it, and it's time-consuming. It just doesn't – you know. the beauty is you can read it, and and it's it's takes a couple of minutes. Uh, what you can do in a couple of minutes, it takes me a couple to four hours. So I try to limit it to 10 or 11. The last gallery had 11 because I did a bonus 11th photo. I remember doing it uh, because it was my daughter Lauren's um, – photo of one of the most amazing filet mignons uh, you will ever have and it was at Shula's restaurant in uh, Disney World's Dolphin Hotel there's a number of Shula restaurants around the country that I have to say they have and it's a variety of different steaks some of the finest steak you will ever have on, on planet earth and you talk to any foodie, and they will tell you Shula's has an incredible reputation, and the service experience is incredible. This big butcher block of of steak knives. You picked your steak ni- knife. It's really amazing. Reason it was a bonus one is because it was the best steaks in Atlantic and Cape May County, and Lauren submitted one that was from uh, Orlando, Florida area. But I included it because the photo was so spectacular, and it's true. The quality, uh, and I think it was a, I think it was a ten ounce filet mignon. I don't know about you. That's too much for me. I like a four or a five ounce filet. If it's six, yeah, no big deal. But I don't want ten ounces or more. And I know some people love them big, big ones that are many, many ounces more than that. So anyhow, what I'm doing tomorrow morning. At the crack of dawn, I'm writing an article. Uh, Billboard Dad, are you listening? Text me if you're listening. Billboard Dad, Chris Ferry, came up with the idea. I immediately seconded it, and I said I would do it this Saturday. So tomorrow, I already have enough because I know that I'm getting, uh, oh my gosh, the next time I'm at Capriccio. Let's see if I can even pronounce this. Hold on a second. Let me find it. Incidentally, you can vote right now. The defending two-time champion three out of four years. Uh, It shows you how fast a year goes by. USA Today, Reader's Choice, 10best at 10best.com. I can send you the link if you need it. You can either social media message me or send me an email, harryhurley at aol.com. And let's let's vote for Capriccio. I already have. Then it tells you when you can vote again. It is very very well done. It will get it. It has a, a running clock. You can vote so many times, but you can't vote and then vote again, vote again, vote again. It will tell you you can vote in an hour and forty minutes. It tells you when you can vote again. Of course, I voted for Capriccio as 2022's best casino restaurant, and I will tell you up front, Capriccio is going to make the list that we're doing tomorrow for the best appetizers in Atlantic and Cape May County. So, Gamberoni a Polpa di Grancio, which, let me tell you what that is. 
I can't believe that I've never had this before. This is jumbo golf shrimp. And if you've ever had the jumbo golf shrimp at Capriccio, oh my gosh, all I can tell you is texture, flavor, ah, wonderful. But these are so many things I love. Jumbo golf shrimp, crab meat, which I adore, tomato horseradish salsa, and mustard sauce. Billboard Dad is listening. So wait till you see. I will have a photo of a freshly prepared appetizer that I just described, and it will be in the gallery that you'll be able to read. I'm going to get it done by lunchtime tomorrow. I can't wait to do it. And see what I've been doing uh, last couple of weeks Usually like a day before. Yesterday I got industrious. I did it two days before. I posted, I'm asking for your help. Uh, We're going to pick, you know, your, it's reader's choice here. I'm going to get one too, though. I'm getting my own pick. And I would have picked Capriccio, but Capriccio has already been picked. So I am picking an appetizer and I'm going to sneak in two that I absolutely love. That I can't have it enough. And it's, it's always consistently perfect. Whenever someone is capable of what I call doing something on a repeatable basis, that is special. You know, if you go somewhere, and I don't know if you ever do this, but you, if it's going to be mystery of sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good, I can't go to places like that. I have to go where they get it right every single time. And if occasionally, look, did you ever go somewhere that it's always great and maybe you got a lobster and it was chewy or something? Sometimes it, it just happens. You get unlucky. And, it, and that's not even necessarily the chef's fault. Just sometimes it's just not right. Chicken, I will tell you that chewy chicken is it, – it, it, it was never a nemesis of mine. Then it became a nemesis where every time I turned around, because you know, if you've listened to me, you know, if I had one food that I could pick and I'd have to live on it, it would be chicken. Chicken is not my favorite food, but if I had to pick one, but I love it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to I don't want to understate the the, the chicken uh, defense here. But if I had to pick one, see, could I love lobster tail. Sometimes I like the claw meat better than the tail. Except for that um, top fin part, which I eat, but it's my least favorite. And again, if you know anything about me, texture is very important to me. I can eat soft carrots. I can't eat crunchy carrots. It's just, I can't explain. Flavor matters to me. Texture matters to me. So we're doing this appetizer feature it's going i'm promising you because you're doing it it's going to be great if you're not on my facebook page i'm inviting you right now you can send me an email harry hurley at aol.com if you forget that i promise you if you do a news engine search and put harry hurley email i pop up right away top of the fold and you can click on that you can email me through my website 
and I'm all over the place, harryhurley.com, harryhurley.net, harryhurley.info, wpgtalkradio.com. I mean, there's so many ways. And, and of course, harryhurley at aol.com. Email me your favorite appetizer in Atlantic or Cape May County. And, and if you're like me and you take pictures of the food, I do it every time and I love it. Usually send them around to my FFLs and to my family. This is where I'm at. This is what we're doing. Look at this. I love it. I just enjoy it. Send me a picture with it if you can. Not only does that make my job easier, and I'll give you a photo credit. You'll be in the article, and it will have your name embedded in the photo. Uh, You can't send me a photo that's not yours. It has to be one that you took or that you have permission uh, to, to use. And we'll include you in the article. I mean, I already have enough with what I know I'm getting today and tonight because there's a very dear friend of mine that's dining at Capriccio Restaurant and he has promised to send me a picture of the appetizer and it happens to be the one that I just described. I've never I've never seen this appetizer. I, You know what I need to do a better job? When I get comfortable somewhere, I don't even open the menu. I know what I want. I never looked at that menu close enough to see that there was this Gulf shrimp and all this fantastic crab meat, all this fantasticness uh, right before me, and I didn't know it. So I'm pretty sure that on the evening before the annual Hurley Charity Dinner, when we have a very nice tradition of dining in Capriccio, that may be my first opportunity. It's about two months from now, two months and three days, but who's counting? I am to have that spectacular Gulf shrimp, crab meat. And if it, I have to ask if it's that colossal crab meat that I usually order. Oh, I mean, just, I, I, I can't believe it. So that's obviously going to be one of the appetizers. Uh, Billboard Dad, you have made the cut. We have the most fabulous photo that was sent to me by the owner of the establishment yesterday. I think it was early evening. It's a beautiful photo. And you'll see what Billboard Dad Chris Ferry picked. It it deserves to be in, in the piece, and it will be in the piece. All right, so if you're on Facebook, go to my Facebook page. If you're not, email me your favorite appetizer. You have to, of course, tell me the name of the restaurant and where it is. And if you have a photo of your app, I should say appetizer because you got this term app with uh, computer apps and things like that, smartphone apps. If you have a photo of it, I'd love to have it. We've got to get this break in. I have to say uh, that was a lot more fun this segment than talking about Joe Biden not knowing that he's no longer vice president, that he has another title now that he didn't remember yesterday. Uh, This was a lot more fun than that. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. At Ocean First Bank, our first thought is you. We put you first in all we do. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It's uh, 58 minutes past the hour. What a fun, 
nice paced opening hour we had, and I promise it's gonna it's gonna get even better because it's your turn to play. Six oh nine four zero seven fourteen fifty and open phone line six oh nine. 407-1450. This portion of Hurley in the Morning is brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals, where they are celebrating their 11th anniversary. That's 11 years of experiencing making sure that families are comfortable and that your heating and your cooling systems are working effectively, safely, and cost efficiently. In honor of their anniversary, Ambient Comfort has authorized me to tell you that you will receive $50 off any repair that they do. And, of course, there are many hot days. Today is going to be one of them. Yesterday was another. We've talked about the signs that your system may need repair. If you're not comfortable or you suspect a problem, don't wait. Call Ambient Comfort. Give you the number in just a moment. Ambient Comfort will keep your family cool for the rest of the summer. They can repair any system regardless of who originally installed it to help you save energy and increase the life of your system. Join with me in celebrating Ambient Comfort's 11th anniversary with $50 off your repair. Go to AmbientComfortNJ.com if you'd like to handle it digitally. You can navigate and contact them through the website, AmbientComfortNJ.com, or call 856 813-6586. That's 609. I take that back. That's 856. 213-6586. Gotta run. Open forum 609-407-1450 begins right now. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is approaching seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Senator Paul Stina, one hour away. And then we will do our usual Friday preview, if you will, of the Meet, Atlant- Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, uh, which is fast approaching Wednesday, August 24th. Wow. Summer's just flying by. We'll have Larry Sieg, President and Chief Executive Officer of Meet AC, in the first half of the 9 o'clock hour. And we will have Chris Thomas of Chris Thomas Air Shows in the second half of the nine o'clock hour looking forward to that one i didn't get to that i want to squeeze in and then we're going to open up the phone lines right now jump in 609-407-1450 russia did this i know they did it on purpose they smacked this britney griner with nine and a half years uh so that the united states of america has to give more uh to get her out now it's been an open secret that we have already made it clear that we're willing to release a very, very dangerous bad guy. Look, if we get our people back, I mean, I'll hold my nose and all of that, but we got to get a few people back um, for this. They're talking about 
giving them convicted arms trafficker Victor Bout. His life, if you don't know, inspired the Hollywood film Lord of War, which starred Nicolas Cage. You know, it's interesting about Nicolas Cage. I don't think he's a great actor, but I like his movies. I don't think he's a terrible actor. I mean, he's a good actor. It's not like Sofia Coppola. Nicolas Cage is also related to Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, and no offense. I mean, I get, I, I'm not saying she's not talented in, in other areas, but didn't seem to me to be a very good actress. Um, but Nicolas Cage is a good actor, and I like his movies. I mean, Face Off with uh, John Travolta. They're, they're, they're terrific in that. When they switch, you know, play each other and with different faces, it's very, uh, it's very good. And he's in a lot of movies. But what a trade. Yeah, she got it. She got it right between the eyes. Nine and a half years. Wow. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. You know, I can't believe that you brought that up because that is, I was on hold, and, and that's what I wanted to talk about, about Mrs. Greiner because she is married. Um <clears throat> You know, when I was a flight attendant for many years, and we would bring lots of college students to Mexico and and, and all the other islands, and we we tried to uh, you know impress upon them as as tough as we could not to you know get involved or any drugs or anything like that, and and always one of them did, and we couldn't get them back into the country. And I, I don't think I think <clears throat> because I've been able to travel the world that nobody has any idea what the rest of the world is like. You do. I know, and every time when I touched down the United States, I was just so thankful. But this is a, just yet another uh, example of if you think you're being treated bad in this country, travel to Russia or some um, someplace else. Even even Mexico, they're very very strict. So I was wondering, you know, what uh, what your what your stance on this was? Well, my my stance is I, I I'm just pro American, so I don't like to see Americans. Uh, held captive. Uh, obviously, this has a lot to do with Ukraine. It happened almost identical to this uh, Ukraine-Russia war starting, and she's a political uh, casualty of it. Now, there's no question she brought the um, the cannabis vape cartridges with her. They got her. It's a violation of their law. She had a trial. It's It's not like what we would do here uh she had no chance never had a chance and and again even here sometimes when you say i didn't intend i didn't intend to commit the crime but if you commit the crime you you do the time uh i'm torn about it because she did bring drugs into another country which is very stupid it reminds me of that movie i believe it was with a very young claire danes if i'm not mistaken and they unwittingly became mules uh, for these bad guys, and then they searched their bags, customs, and they, they bagged them, uh, and she went to a horrifically bad prison for an extended period of time, and, and then the effort to try to get her out. Uh, I could I could say that, hey, she took the drugs in there, and she's going to be in jail for whatever time they say. Uh, something inside me, though, Andrea, and I don't, I think it's the, um, my good nature, because I just don't like to see people get hurt like that i hate to to let go and they're gonna have to let go a few bad guys 
not just as Victor Bout. They're going to be letting go a few bad guys, and we're going to get uh, – forgive me for getting the gentleman's name. He's been there a lot longer than her, and nobody seemed to care that he's going to get out only because she's going to get out. Um, so it's been disproportionate to reality how much effort has been given and how much prominence. But again, she is famous, uh, and there's other factors that I think are also into consideration I just don't want to get into uh, because they're just – very, you know, unpleasant and uh, problematic to even speak them. But there's a lot of things racing through my mind about her. One side of me, if it's the movie uh, Animal House and you're that guy that has the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, one side of me says you took you took the drugs in, you got busted, and we'll see you when we see you. The other side of me says let's effort to get our folks out, and that's that's the side that I default to. You know, it always scared me. I remember the movie Midnight Express. That scared all of us never oh, yeah. to do anything outside yeah. of this country. But, you know, if you remember, and not the real way back, but you um, in our state, remember the woman who was pulled over and had a, a, a pistol? And uh, you're not allowed to. And, and she was going to get sentenced, you know, for carrying, because <clears throat> she didn't know bringing a gun over from Pennsylvania to New Jersey was a, a pretty serious crime and um with you know and, and everybody rallied behind her and she got out of it. But see there's just something before you leave this country, uh you can't really uh it's, I, I didn't know. So it it's it, well, and as you know, you can do everything right. You can go to another country, somebody could find you turn your back for a second, somebody slips something into your bag and then you're all of a sudden uh an unwitting mule and you get caught. You, you can't say, oh, that's not mine. I don't know who put that in there. Uh, there's a lot right now. I think our – let me see what you say say to this statement, Andrea. I believe our government has to do a much better job instructing Americans that now is a very dangerous time to travel abroad and especially in certain areas that hate us. Uh, you could go to one of these places, and I know a lot of young people get very excited about traveling to all these um, – you know, foreign countries and things, you could go there and not be able to come home. Well, the one thing we, we have to realize, and Joe Girallo will probably back, back me up on this, is the most important document an American citizen can have is his passport. And sometimes, you know, you have to sew it into your clothing because once they get a hold of your American passport, oh. you're done for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're begging, you're going to some embassy, if it's a country where we have an embassy, or if there's at least a consulate or something, you are begging to try to prove you're you and, and to get back home. I, I, I agree with you completely. And I, I would urge, even if, if folks think, oh, I don't travel, let me give you an example. If you haven't put all the points that you need together, the certain documents that get you enough points, and go get your real ID, it's called real ID, look closely at your driver's license. You will see that it says this is not a real ID. So they keep kicking the can. And because of the pandemic, it's been a couple more years. Now, next year, you cannot use your driver's license to get on a plane Anywhere in America, not to go abroad, anywhere in America, you will not have the required adequate ID if you did not get the real ID or unless you have a passport. I, I'm, I'm urging, I, I think everyone, I have one, Margie has one, but I'll be honest, 
I didn't have one until nine years ago. They're good. For, what are, are they good for seven years or is it ten years, Andrea? I, I don't remember. Well, I do remember now because I know how long ago it was that we went to uh, Alaska. They're good for ten years. So mine's nine years old. I, I when I did the um, notary swearing in with our great clerk Joe Girallo, I mentioned that by next year I've got to do my passport. And this is another thing that everybody needs to pay attention to. Everything takes longer than it used to. He said, get your renewal going at least four months before it expires so that you do not risk having your passport expire. If that if that's your form of ID, if you don't get a real ID or if you do intend to travel uh, outside the country, even Canada now, there used to be a reciprocal relationship where uh, you didn't need a passport to go to Canada. That's the reason that Margie and I got the passports. Be, and we did it through, um, I guess, I'm trying to think, I guess it was either Ed McGettigan. Uh, and we did it with Frank Barino. I remember now vividly doing it uh, in their office in Mays Landing. We were going from Alaska and then to Victoria, British Columbia. You needed a passport in order. Now, you didn't have to show it there, but we had to, we had to show it to gain passage onto the Norwegian Jewel which was the fantastic ship. They, it's so popular. It's due to be retired, but they won't retire it because it's so so fantastic. Uh, so get a passport. Uh, it's good to have. It's a great document to have. And we're absolutely going to renew ours, even though I've only used it one time in my life. Right. So can, I, can we add to the list that you said earlier of things uh, that Joe Biden touches? It could not be more dangerous as an American citizen, to travel outside of this country. So let's just add that to the list. Yes. All right, Harry, thank you. Yes, that might be on the top of the list, Andrea. You're you're always a bright thinker, uh, without a doubt. Uh, it's more dangerous. And, and remember, he was um, honest Joe, even though he's the exact opposite. He's dishonest Joe. He was the steady hand, only he's not the steady hand. He's shaky as can be. Everything is exactly opposite. This is how incredible... All of this is with Andrea, without a doubt. I'm being honest about this. There are certain places right now where people have actually told me, hey, we're really excited. We're going blah, blah, blah. I go, what? What do you they, they hate Americans? You, do you do you feel safe even? I mean, I can't believe where some people are willing to go right now. I would strongly urge, don't go anywhere. I mean, you're not Bernie Sanders having your honeymoon in in Russia. Don't go anywhere where they hate America and hate Americans. It's just too dangerous. And there's too many places that love America and love Americans. Choose right, uh, because you can really, you could really buy some problems that you don't need. 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Here's Sean Hannity. I'm Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. How is it we still don't have a declared winner? What's so hard about counting the votes? Why every other state is now counting votes and they can't count the votes in this state? 
Now, if it's within the margin that they have an automatic recount, fine. Harry Lake is winning 46.2% to 44.4%. But they say they're estimating that there's still 142,890 votes uncounted. And my question is, why are they not counted? How does this happen in state after state after state? They just had a ruling with the, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. The Supreme Court doesn't even care about its own state constitution in the Pennsylvania Constitution. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Get money back with every gallon of gas you buy with the free Upside app. Just download the free Upside app, buy gas like normal, and earn serious cash back, no strings attached. From there, it's easy to transfer your cash to your bank account PayPal, or even an e-gift card. Upside users have earned back over $200 million. Download the free Upside app and use code GAS12 for an extra 25 cents a gallon on your first tank. That's code GAS12 for an extra 25 cents a gallon on your first tank. Cashback is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Panda. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. Welcome back. 26 minutes past the hour. Senator Vince Palestina, a little more than a half hour from now. And then we will do our regular Friday preview of the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, which is fast approaching on Wednesday, August 24th. And you can catch all of the action, including, well, probably wind up being about five hours of our pregame show. Uh, that we'll be doing from the boardwalk in Atlantic City uh, on air show day. And we all, we have a, a phenomenal lineup, just a great lineup. We'll share it with you. It's, it's, well, let me share it with you now. I pretty much know it off the top of my head, but let me, uh, let me get it out. Well, this file that was not, all that thick is now very thick. Let's see if I can find what I want. Not as easy as as it would have been. I added all these other... Oh, here it is. You ever have something pretty much right in front of you? Hold on. No, that's not it. Hold on. I thought this was going to be easy. Hmm. Where'd it go? There we go. I was hiding. We have uh, Stockton University President Harvey Kesselman. We uh, we have a great segment uh, sponsored by Senator Bill Gormley that will involve the commander of the VFW in Longport, Larry Passantrilli. We do, same time next year, we do the interview when it's a few days or so, a week before uh, the amazing event that they do when they honor uh, a military veteran and just spoil them and oh it's just so fantastic they stay here in the area and are just treated just incredibly we'll be reviewing that with larry 
We're going to visit with John Zarek. We'll visit with Michael Chait, the president of the Greater Atlantic City Chamber of Commerce. We'll visit with Larry Sieg, who we're going to visit with uh, this morning at 9.05. But we'll visit on Atlantic City Air Show Day with Larry. We're going to visit with Senator Michael Testa, with Atlanta County Clerk Joe Girallo, with Senator Vince Palestina, with Jack Cittarelli. We have a jam-packed, really fun lineup. All right, so let me put that folder back away so I don't lose my precious documents. We're working this uh, folder like crazy. Okay. 609-407-1450. We do have an open phone line. 609-407-1450 if you want to check in. I'm going to ask our caller, and it will be you, but I'm looking at the clock, and we're at 29 minutes past the hour, and I have the hard break at 30 minutes past the hour where we tease and promote some of the great things that are up on the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So let's go to that now, and then we'll come right back to your call. The the one that I just signaled, you will be next when we come back. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Don't go away. Oh, Build Back Better is going to happen, only it's, it's just terrible. Now it's called uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Only 230 economists have given it their thumbs down. Think about that. They're mostly liberal people. 230 economists have given the Inflation Reduction Act double thumbs down because it doesn't reduce inflation at all. It increases inflation. How do they get away? Everything they do is a lie. Everything they do is the exact opposite of what they say it is inflation reduction act that doesn't reduce inflation and in fact does the worst thing you can do in a recession that they don't even admit we have you never ever ever never ever raise taxes on anyone during a recession and that's exactly what they're doing And another big lie, no one that makes under $400,000 a year will have any tax increase when I'm president. Only this is billions of dollars in taxes, like 16 point some billion dollars in taxes for those making under 200,000. And if you make between 200,000 and 500,000, you're getting hit hard and above that as well. They, have, they are liars who lie about lying. It's who they are. It's what they do. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour. I'm so happy with this story that we wrote. It's just feel good. It's wonderful. It's positive. We wrote a story about Summers, Summers Point's Gateway Playhouse. They begin today with multiple shows that will be today, tonight, and tomorrow, and tomorrow night. Chicago High School Edition, the play, and then next week, Bye Bye Birdie. You can also, in another article, meet America's oldest roadside attraction, Lucy the Elephant, and the Sports Collectors Convention was the biggest in Atlantic City in 10 years. 
From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. The next several days will be ferociously hot and humid, and we have to add a daily chance of thunderstorms in this juicy atmosphere, too. Biggest concern is for pockets of heavy rain. High temperature today, 92. The heat index flirting with 100. Clouds with some sun. And watch for gusty thunderstorms, especially late this afternoon into this evening. Muggy tonight, low 74. Partly sunny. Chance of a storm tomorrow, high 88. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Your home could be worth a lot more than you think. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. That's true, and you did it. Thank you for that. 37 minutes past the hour. I'm early in the morning. We have some phone lines open. It's a rare Rare sighting here, 609-407-1450. If you'd like to jump in, your wait will not be long. 609-407-1450, an open phone line, open forum until the top of the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Thanks for hanging in there. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? I am supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. How's that? How's that? Great answer. I've never answered that question that way before. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, listen, I wanted to talk to you. I tried to get in yesterday, but uh, you were jammed up on the lines yesterday, um, so I couldn't. But I thought you and I did I talk. To, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you and I did talk yesterday. No, the day before. Okay, day sorry. Before. Wow, this week's going fast. God, no kidding. At any rate, uh, I wanted to expand on what you were talking about yesterday regarding Tucker Carlson. Yes. Call it oh, uh, by, by the way, Andy texted me for those. Okay, real quick, Cliff Notes. If you weren't listening to yesterday's discussion, I mentioned, and I never saw him do it before, and it's not usually a time at night where I would be watching TV. I'll put the Yankees on, but it turns out the Yankees had a day game. So I flip over, and there is Tucker talking about Carmella Harris. He's calling the vice president Carmella. So I hear Margie laugh. I laughed. And I thought maybe, maybe because we all like, you know, once in a while just mispronounce something. So I left. It didn't seem like it was a mistake. It, it seemed as though he meant to do it. But I left open that maybe he just mispronounced the name. You're going fast. And instead of you know, and it is confusing because she used to be Kamala, now it's Kamala, and and I can I don't have time to play it, but there's even audio and video captured of her pronouncing her name, Kamala, and then all of a sudden it was Kamala, and I get I get a little mixed up with it once in a while. I know I know what she wants it to be now, so I I do my best to do that. I'm not perfect with it. I sometimes default. It took me a little while to get used to Tony Dorsett because he was Tony Dorsett. So then all of a sudden they said he's Tony Dorsett. Oh, okay. Uh, What happened? What's going on here? So anyhow, within three minutes, five minutes, he says Carmella four or five times. So he means to say it. Now, Andy tells me he said it again last night. All right. So those that didn't know what we were talking about matt that's what it is all right now back to you 
Uh, yeah, so believe it or not, Harry, I'm still rearranging my truck from my uh, Boston and New Hampshire tri- uh, trip, right? So I got all my tools. I'm getting them all rearranged again. And my neighbor says to me across the street, she said, Matt, come look at this. She has her laptop out in the porch, you know? And there's this site called Newsbusters. You've probably heard of it, right? Newsbusters? Yes. And she goes, look at this. And I I believe they lean conservative, okay? Okay. And she goes, watch this, watch this. And there's this guy. It's a panel of, like, five reporters up there, you know, on on stage, and they're filming it, and they're on the website. And there's this guy named Kevin, and I apologize. I don't remember his last name. I don't really look at that that much. Mm Mm-hmm. But he had another good t- tidbit. They were talking about the show, The View. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. So here's what he said, Harry. <laughs> Tell me if you don't like this one. He goes, I have a question for the panel. He said, how come the two most miserable women on the face of this planet are named Joy and Whoopi? That's fun. <laughs> now, Matt, I think you're going to go. Well, no, I, I, I won't say. I was going to say I think you're gonna, going to agree with this, but that that's putting something out there that I don't have the right to do. I know I agree with me on this. That's funny. And for me, the best humor is when there's truth in the humor, not just humor that, you know, is at someone's expense, isn't, you know, is maybe even sometimes cruel or unkind. That is hilarious. Joy and Whoopi. And they do. I won't watch the show. I don't watch the show. But they do appear to be very unhappy people. Not a good way to go through life. I I feel sorry for them, actually, to be honest with you. You know? Yeah, I do, too. Uh, Everything. Everything's always a problem. There's always an issue. They're always miserable. Joy and whoopee, but they complain about everything. <laughs> I like the emphasis that you just put on that. <laughs> whoopee! <laughs> that might be funny, you know. There are I don't really do it, but there are some broadcasters that get in. Limbaugh did it a lot. Like he, if you remember, do you remember the Clinton cabinet secretary by the name of Robert Reich? Yes. Okay. For those who don't know, Robert Reich used to do a commentary. It was really terrible, by the way. Uh, for someone who's supposed to be so smart, he's just so wrong. And anyhow, he would do these commentaries and he would sign off. And I think his middle initial, I don't even know why I remember this might be B as in boy. I'm actually going to look it up. Why would I even remember that? But I think he would say, I'm Robert B. Reich. So it, it was ridiculous. It continued like like a spit factory for an embarrassingly long period but what Limbaugh is the master at, he would then see it's like any imitation you do, impersonation you do, you have to go over the top. So Limbaugh would say, I'm Robert Reich. And you have to he'd have to stop to breathe, but then he would come right back. And he would end it finally. So he would do it like a thousand times longer. But Reich didn't just say, I'm Robert Reich. Hey, you know, I'll say, this is Harry Hurley. I, 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 hi, I'm, I'm Matt Marino. Uh, I'm not Harry Hurley. Uh, but he would be Robert Reich. And it would go probably about that long. Like, ridiculously long. You're Robert Reich. End it. Robert Reich. So Limbaugh would just 
eviscerate him, him with it. So that was so funny. But so th- then you have Tucker Carlson, uh, not Don Lemon, Don Lemon. And now you yeah. have Carmel, Carmela, which I still don't understand. Somebody tried to explain it to me yesterday. Um, there is a reason he's saying Carmela. I know Andy doesn't like it because it's his mom's first name. I won't forget that. Um, I didn't know that until this. Um, but anyhow, uh, so there you have it, Matt. Well, Harry, either do or do not, whichever way you look at it, have a joy and we'll be day. I will. Okay? I, I will. I won't think of them, but I do intend it's Friday, which is my favorite day of the week. I still can't figure that out because you would think it would be Saturday or Sunday. But I work seven days a week, so it's not like I don't have hump day. People say, hey, it's hump day, hump day. What day is it? It's hump day. You know, the camel. Uh, For me, Wednesday isn't hump day uh, because, I mean, I'm getting up tomorrow morning early when it's dark. I'm going to write this piece on favorite appetizers, and then I'm going to get on. You know, so I, I, I do enjoy the weekends, though. Because I do have an opportunity uh, to do things on the weekend. Usually the weekends, we'll be working on the golf tournament. We'll be working on the charity dinner, which is in, oh, it's in really good shape. I haven't even tried yet. Hey, Matt, did you have, I want to make one quick comment before I go to the break. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Another thing you said, yes, real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, the um, The remakes of movies. Yes. I want to give you mine real quick because I, I couldn't talk to you yesterday. Oh, and by the way, Matt, I um I watched Heaven Can Wait last night. Uh, I was going to watch um, the Thomas Crown Affair, and I actually had it selected, but I couldn't decide between the uh, Pierce Brosnan, Rene Russo, or the Steve McQueen, Faye Dunaway. So I said, you know what? I don't even want to strain my brain right now picking. I I, I went another route. And I went to Heaven Can Wait, and I, I had forgotten. Warren Beatty not only starred in it, and he was fantastic, he wrote the screenplay, and he directed the movie. Uh, quite an effort. It, it, and I forgot about Buck Henry, and oh my gosh, I, it, Charles Grodin, Diane Cannon, uh, James Mason, who is just, he is just, he's like um, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. If there's a James Mason movie, watch it. To this day, I've never watched a bad movie with Sir Anthony Hopkins, and I've never watched a bad movie with um, James Mason. There are some actors or and actresses. I like to still say both words, not that they're – I don't – the lead – the best actor in a female role. Now they don't even say – they don't even – I don't even know how they give awards out anymore because they, they, they don't – the pronouns and all this stuff. But – um I watched it for the first time in a long, long time. And if for some reason, ladies and gentlemen, you've never watched the movie, uh, it, it is it is so good. The acting is great. The writing is great. The plot is, is just fantastic. I love it. And, and it is better. It is better than the original there's no doubt in my mind, and I've seen both. All right, so what is your remake? And we got to go quick. Okay, and it is a remake. It's not a sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's important. The Longest Yard, The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Oh, okay. you can't, you can't say that. 
Burt Reynolds, oh, Matt, you need to restore my faith in humanity. Uh, all right, I got to go, but let me give you 30 seconds to make the case. Now, I liked it. I watched it. But there's no way that that, in my view, that that was better than Burt Reynolds. Go ahead. Uh, it was the same, same storyline, and Burt Reynolds was back in the second one I know, as but, the player coach. I know, but it's not. And, Go ahead. And all all Adam Sandler did was add comedy to the original storyline, and it was the original storyline. I agree. And I just it just it just tickled me that movie. Yep, I agree with everything you said, except for that I don't agree that it's better than the original. But it's very good, and I thank you for the call, Matt. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. What I was going to say is um, we are just starting. This is now a two-month push for our annual charity dinner at Resorts Casino Hotel in the iconic Ocean Ballroom. We have our guest of honor and keynote speaker locked and ready to go. We're going to reveal that in the near future. Very excited. I'm also so excited to report that we have next year's already locked up. And we're not going to announce that until the night of the dinner. So our attendees will be the very first to hear who next year's is. I'm, ex- I'm so excited about this upcoming Friday, October 7th. And I am so equally excited about what we're going to be doing on September 29th of 2023. And it's, it's a great joy to have two years locked down at one time. I can't wait to share both with you. Uh, and we already have 120 guests. We're going to have about 250 in that range. We already have 120 guests without even starting. So we're so blessed and we know it. We're going to have a blowout silent auction. I already know the menu to all of our attendees. The menu is going to be amazing, so good. They always deliver the goods. Every I will tell you, uh, a lot of executives that attend the uh, the dinner, they don't even know how resorts can do what is gourmet quality in a, in a banquet setting. When you are serving two hundred plus, and this is closer to two fifty, two hundred and twenty five to two hundred and fifty, somewhere in between that number will be covers at the same time it's amazing and they do it so well every single time i'm serious about that they are the official and exclusive casino hotel for the hurry in the morning program and when you're scheduling a big blowout event that you're doing uh you should sit down with eva campbell and their team they do a fabulous job we'll be back i'm hurry in the morning earning it one hour at a time in year 31 right here where it all began on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station. Mark Levin. Now, this is not just an incompetent administration. It is filled with liars and ideologues. They don't take credit for anything that they've done. The border's not secure. The border's wide open. Fentanyl coming in, produced by communist China, pushed by the Mexican drug cartels. 110,000 young people mostly have died. And we're told the border is safe and secure. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. And, oh, they they have such a good show. Uh, they, um, Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Uh, I think it was a just master stroke, master class. Uh, and, and I've, you know, I, I tell the truth. I mean, I, I always support my company and I always support my program director, but I was, I was apprehensive when I, when I heard that this is what, you know, Chris was doing. I guess it's a couple of years now. I didn't quite understand it at first. And, uh, Chris was of the opinion that Harry and Brian are similar, uh, and, you know, then we go to Sean and Harry, Brian and Sean are similar. I think that Brian and I are more alike than than maybe uh, Sean and I or Sean and Brian, but but very similar. I mean, I, I hear Sean say these things that I, I, I say the same thing. So very similar there. Uh, Mark Levin's a little different than 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 us. I think it, that's fair to say, but but terrific. And so Chris wanted something very different. And they are fantastic. And I hear it from many, many people that really enjoy them. And so do I. Uh, and I admitted that to Chris uh, privately, and I've said it on air a few times. Uh, he was absolutely right about that call. And they fit our lineup so incredibly well. And the lineup did wonderful in the most recent report card. Oh, just terrific. Uh, our, our weekday lineup uh, just crushed it. Um, something positive before we go to the top of the hour break. And then, of course, it's going to be something positive when we come back after the halftime break because we'll have Senator Vince Palestina for the uh, upcoming 8 o'clock hour. And then we're going to have Larry Sieg and we're going to have uh, Chris Thomas from Chris Thomas Air Shows. They'll each do half uh, Larry first and then Chris will do the last half of today's program. And we've been doing a preview for weeks now of the upcoming Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show Thunder uh, Over the Boardwalk uh, 2022 installment, Wednesday, August 24th, the largest midweek air show in America. But on a real positive note, and all that is too, I wrote a story this morning, very, very early this morning. It's been it's been up for hours about the Summers Point Gateway Playhouse. And they are presenting young star quality today tonight tomorrow and tomorrow night and this will be the older children and even young adults because it's ages i believe 13 through 18 maybe 14 through 18 13 or 14 through 18 and then uh you have next week that tonight will be today and tonight will be chicago high school edition and they've been at a summer camp at the gateway playhouse theater for over six weeks mastering these plays, these roles, and they're iconic plays. Chicago and then Bye Bye Birdie is next week, and that will be the younger children, I believe, ages 9 through 13, and today and tonight and tomorrow and tomorrow night will be ages 14 through 18. Uh, They're all sold out. I think there's a few tickets left for um, tomorrow night's or tomorrow's 
one o'clock show, I think. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Senator. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's exactly six minutes past the hour. New Jersey Senator Vince Palestina is here. That's always a very good thing. And this is his regular monthly program presented on the first Friday of every month in the 8 o'clock hour presented by Palestina and Associates. Palestina and Associates is a long-standing, highly respected local engineering firm. The Palestina firm has provided comprehensive engineering services for numerous cities throughout the region, along with countless acts of philanthropy, most of which never the public learns about. And that's how Vince does it. Uh, joining us now is our esteemed senator from the 2nd Legislative District, Senator Vince Palestina. Senator, welcome to your program. <laughs> Great to be here. Good morning, Harry. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm very well. I'm, I'm excited about our time together this morning because, as always, there is so much going on. And uh, I continue to uh, to follow very closely that you are accomplishing a number of the goals that you set out to accomplish. Let's start with this Monday. We visited with um, – and I, I, gosh, could you could you get off to a better start than acting prosecutor. I don't usually say that, but because there is a vote on Monday, I'll be precise. Acting Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds, I usually just call him Prosecutor Reynolds, but uh, he's off to an amazing start. And from what I understand from friends of mine in Trenton, uh, Monday is the day uh, he he should be confirmed on Monday to be the permanent Atlanta County Prosecutor, correct? Monday is the day, Harry. He'll be on the Judiciary Committee agenda at 11 o'clock in the morning on Monday, and then the full Senate session is at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, Monday we'll remove the acting title, and we will have Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds uh, in place for his five-year term. And obviously, as you said, I think he's been acting now for eight or nine weeks to really hit the ground running, I think, beyond uh, what any of us even could have anticipated with everything he's got going on. Uh, He's been... You know, working on some of these quality of life issues in Atlantic City, he is on it. He goes to all the meetings, you know, meeting with council people over there, meeting with the people at the walk. He's been on phone calls with me, talking to the boardwalk merchants. He has really taken the bull by the horns and trying to get some of these issues in Atlantic City addressed and all the challenges over there. He even went out, you know, 10 o'clock at night one night and looked at the lights that are out on Atlantic Avenue, something that the governor's office mentioned to me as I've been talking to him, mentioned to him directly, and he took it upon himself along with 40 people from his office to go out 10 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday night to take a look at the lights on Atlantic Avenue and making sure we're identifying which lights are out and which lights need to get back on. And, you know, he has done so many things already. I think once we get through this mon- this uh, situation Monday, I think he got uh, better things to come because he'll be in place for the full five years. He'll be able to build his organization out there. And he is you know, he's like an energizer bunny. He does not stop. He's got a number of things going on, a number of things he's working on, and they're all going to benefit uh, our region, city, and all the people around here. Commenting about him further for a moment, uh, when he called in the other morning and we talked about some of these things, when you get dozens of your staff 
willing to come out on their own time. They're not looking for comp time. They're not looking for overtime. You can tell there's respect. He's got the buy-in of his team. It, I mean, it, it appears undeniable. You don't you don't get that many people coming out uh, when they don't want to. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's any organization. As you know, we've talked about a lot. You know, my the engineering firm here, it's only as good as the people that are here. You know, in politics, you're only as good as the people you put around around you. And same thing with the prosecutors, all of us. That, you know, he's only going to be as good as the support that he's got in that office. But, you know, he had 40 people out that night, the national night out. He, they staffed every single community. I had an opportunity to talk to him and some of the staff over at the Galloway National Night Out. They were all out giving their time because they believe in his mission and what he's doing. And it is just, it is, I know that he really, really appreciates all the support he is getting from the staff out there. It means so much when you're in a leadership role like that to have everyone on our, on, with you supporting you. Yeah, you can't do it without it. And you can't do it at this level, certainly without it. And on the issue of lighting, it's something that we've covered on this program a lot over the years with Atlantic City Electric and how important these programs are. Light, as you know, Senator, is a great disinfectant. So for those wondering, oh, my gosh, you know, you have the prosecutor and his team, they're out there worried about like light bulbs and stuff. If you can be proactive, you light up an area. Many times that stops the crime right there. Empty buildings are very, very uh, potentially detrimental in terms of law enforcement and dark areas so if you can deal with the vacant buildings and either do something about them or tear them down or make sure they're secure and if you make sure you have the lighting going there's a lot of proactive things going on right now and i think you're probably going to agree with this but if we if we have a split decision that's okay uh right now atlantic city is on the move in many many respects this uh, sports collector show, for example, I think it's unheralded. 60,000 attendees. It represented $20 million in economic benefit. It was absolutely the biggest thing at either Boardwalk Hall or the Atlantic City Convention Center in a little more than 10 years. And so from that vantage point, they're doing events that normally you wouldn't even see these types of events during the summer. This would be off, you know, shoulder and off season type things. So Meet AC is cooking. The Atlantic City Convention Center and Boardwalk Hall teams, they are cooking with gas. There's a couple areas, though, that are deficient. Uh, and I know that Chief Sarkis is doing everything he can, but Atlantic City has to become safer and it has to be cleaner. Yeah, it does. And um, back to the issues with the lights, obviously, uh, that has been talked about for a long time. As I, as I mentioned, even, you know, up to the highest levels of the governor's office, they yeah. want this city lit up and they want these lights turned back on. I was over there for a couple of events last night. You know, we had the community walk we did uh, a little earlier. And then the Southern New Jersey Chamber of Commerce had an event at Ocean. So I was able to stop by both. And, you know, we went to dinner with Carolyn after and was driving home. We went down Pacific Avenue just to take a look. It, it just in some areas is so dark and so unlit and just it looks like blight and so you know for anyone to say there are not challenges over there they're just not paying attention because while you do have the ability to have some tremendous things going on obviously the concerts are coming you just talk about some of the stuff you got the beach you got the boardwalk you got so many natural resources there are things that we need to get done over there we have talked about it for a long time we finally are getting all the pieces in place to get 
some of these things dealt with. But that city has got to be completely lit up. Yeah. Uh, you think about Las Vegas, you think about everything going on there. It is just so much different when you drive down Civic Avenue here in Atlantic City or Atlantic Avenue. We got to get that turned around. And the well, that, as you know, the darkness invites crime. Yes. Well, now you can't do the facial recognition with the cameras. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it, there's a number of reasons why you have to have it on. So you got the camera system over there. And if it's dark, you can't even see, yeah. you know, who's, who's perpetrating the crime. So you have to get that kind of stuff resolved. Here's something that I think is very, very huge. It's not just perception. I think it's a very big deal because when Atlantic City had an interim officer in charge for one year and nine months, that, that was just terrible. And you know my feelings on it, and I know yours, but we're going to talk about it when we come back from the break, Senator Palestina, because I know how hard you pushed, and you know how hard I pushed. I, I personally would call and write uh, Governor Murphy how important this was, you know, that a paramilitary organization has to have good order. And an interim officer in charge, that that's something that is for a very short period of time, that that's not a way to run a police department. Uh, so I was very, very pleased. Uh, and it's the first, you know, next step, big step. And it's all they could do because if if DCA decides that there has to be a test called, you can't just name the chief and then and then shut everybody out. The whole idea of, of Atlantic City regaining its civil service uh, that they had lost uh, is that if there needs to be a test called, eligible people will be able to take the test. I don't think there has to be a test. We'll see what DCA says, but the move from interim officer in charge to acting chief of police, I think is huge. It's the same guy, but the right title, and I think it is bigger than perception. I, I think that it's a matter of substance, and as I mentioned, good order. We'll get your take on it when we come back at 16 minutes past the hour. We're visiting with Senator Vince Palestina. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back 20 minutes past the hour. We continue our monthly visit on this very day. So you can mark it down occasionally if the senator is in session or traveling or, or if I rarely have a conflict. I mean, we almost always hit this, but occasionally we will move it. And typically we would only move it by one Friday. But you can pretty much count on the fact, I would say 90% of the time maybe, uh, we've hit the first Friday in, in now the at least second year that we've been doing this on a regular basis. And of course, we visited with Senator Palestina for the entire length and breadth of this program's existence. Senator Vince Palestina on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, it is Palestina Associates presenting the senator's uh, monthly appearance. And I mentioned right before the break, Senator, that I think it's a really big deal that Chief Sarkis is now Chief Sarkis. I called him that anyhow. I, I don't play these these stupid games. What am I I'm going to say? Uh, how is the interim officer in charge doing today? So I've been calling him chief from the beginning. But I thought it was a I, I, I sent the governor uh, a, a thank you text. Uh, he was very kind in his immediate reply. As you know, I think he's the fastest replier in, in America today. Uh, no matter what it is, um, you always get a prompt response back. I thank the governor. I wrote a piece about it. As you know, Senator, I've done on-air commentaries about it. 
And then when the move was made, I'm not the kind of person that just moves on from there. Uh, I wrote a thank you piece uh, because I, I believe that that largely positively benefits morale and good order in the Atlantic City Police Department now that they have a chief again. So that it's acting is of no concern to me uh, because he's got the title. Uh, that officer, interim officer in charge thing for going on two years was getting ridiculous. Yeah, it was. There was no reason to have that uh, officer in charge for that long. I mean, we, the police department deserves a chief, and it is great to have uh, Jim Sarkos now elevated to acting chief. I guess, they, you know, they did do the research. They found out that civil service does apply, so they'll be uh, calling for the test at some point, I think. You know, and talking to everyone, he's the only one in the Atlantic City PD who would qualify for the chief's test uh, in Atlantic City. Of course, you could have somebody outside of Atlantic City apply, but we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, you just said it, that the department needs a chief. The rank and file, the people under him, you know, they deserve to know who the leader is, who the chief is. I think now that we have that in place, then he can start to structure things underneath of him the way they need to be structured. One of the conversations we've had you know, with the state about the, about some of these issues, trying to get this done. And, you know, one of the things was that they, they state is very focused on like deployment issues with the Atlantic City PD. And I, from what I understand, you know, a lot of the crime is happening, you know, four to 12, you know, during the day, things are generally fine. Although we've had some, you know, daylight shootings, midday shootings on Atlantic Avenue, which is never helpful, but by and large, the quality of life crimes that are happening, you know, the shoplifting, the stuff that's going on on the boardwalk, is between 4 p.m. and midnight. And so I, the state was very focused on working with Chief Sarkos on how to make sure we're getting officers, you know, community policing officers, other people out on the street in the 4 to 12 shift. And so that was a lot of the conversations going on to make sure from a deployment perspective that people aren't in offices, that they're out on the street and you have that presence and you have that visibility because that is unquestionably uh, one of the things that is needed for the city of Atlantic City. Senator, a mutual friend of mine and yours told me the other day something which really um, it didn't shock me. I had heard the original figures that were being bandied about. And I'm speaking uh, directly about the, the fact that Atlantic City for a number of years now has been known as a food desert because there has not been. Uh, there are boutique op- options and things like that, but there hasn't been you know, a large big box or whatever you want to call it, large supermarket. And for good reason, because the economy is a scale. I mean, you can't you almost can't afford to open because you're going to be stolen out of business. So there was discussion about a five hundred thousand dollar amount of money to make up for what's going to be stolen. Now, a mutual friend of mine and yours told me that the the ask was now a million dollars. So I guess we're not going to see a food market, are we? So, I mean, that is, uh, that is absolutely what's going on. Uh, you know, 18 million was the number that CRDA initially authorized. I understand that those costs are up to somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 just because of uh, some of the inflationary uh, impacts that we have seen with Joe Biden and just the length of time that has gone on. But the real sticking point, the reason why the deal was never signed is this issue with ShopRite looking for a guarantee to cover losses. You know, I know the mayor's trying to blame it on supply chain stuff. I think 10% of what he says generally is true. And this one, of course, was not. 
you know, this is related to the deal was never signed because ShopRite was looking for a guarantee. In the event that there is shoplifting, the event that they're losing money, they were looking for a guarantee to cover their losses. And I'm going to go on the record. You say what you will say or however you want to handle it, Senator. I respect you immensely. You know that. I'm just going to say it. I don't blame ShopRite one bit because, I mean, past this prologue, we we know. I, I will tell you right now, someone who's very close to me that you know, you know them very well, too, was at an Atlantic City uh, store. There was a person in there. This was, I believe, in the 7 o'clock hour uh, because I got a text in real time from from this very close person to me. And I just – I'm not outing the person. I'm not even going to say if it's a man or a woman. I've just been protecting them. But they're in this store. There's a guy in there with a, like a knapsack, like a pillowcase or something, some big bag of sorts stuffing this thing with everything just grabbing and stuffing and stuffing uh no intentions this was not his own cart that you know he was going to take to the checkout line this was somebody just stealing everything in sight how i mean we have seen all around the country senator that these big box stores they're having to close in these major cities because they can't stay open i i am on record I don't blame ShopRite one bit. They have to protect themselves. And that's what they were looking for. And that's the, you know one of the unintended consequences of this bail reform because the situation you just described happens. You know, they get arrested, they get taken down, and then they're let right back out because of bail reform. And then yep. they're doing the exact same thing yep. over again. There are people over there, from what I understand, there's one person who's got like 120 charges against them for these types of things and they just continue to do the same thing and they couldn't issue warrants during covid i'm sure the prosecutor has talked to you about that but yep. in may 22nd they were able to start uh, dealing with some of the stuff again so now he is on top of it i think one of the things that is just unbelievable to me and i've talked to him directly about it you know as it relates to the city of atlantic city i don't know what they're thinking over there that that one story where a woman, you know, Philadelphia woman, 27 years old, is over there, uh, and she's got a semi-automatic handgun, hollow-point bullets, cop killers, drugs in the car, drug paraphernalia in the car. She apparently shoots at her boyfriend, misses him, but then hops in the car, takes off, and the cops go down, and they arrest her, bring her down, and then the municipal court judge releases her on a summons. This is a woman over there with hollow-point bullets. This is a criminal on the streets of the city of Atlantic City, and you have municipal court judges just releasing them back out to do the same things over and over again. That cannot happen, Harry. And if you're a law enforcement officer over there and you have perpetrators with hollow point bullets that could pierce your armor and kill you and you arrest them and they're immediately let back out by a municipal court judge, what does that do to your morale? It is That is a horrible situation. And I don't know what is going on with our court system over there, but we unquestionably have got to get that straightened out. And we've talked to the prosecutor about it. We've talked to other law enforcement officials about it because one way or the other, we need to fix this. And I don't know who that judge is or what in the hell they're thinking, but that kind of stuff cannot happen in the city of Atlantic City. Senator Vince Palestina, we're going to be right back. It's halftime. And good for you, Senator, for that narrative For those who don't know, a hollow point bullet uh, is not allowed to be in the hands of anyone other than law enforcement. It's illegal to be in the hands of citizens. The whole point of a hollow point bullet, and the senator said it well a moment ago, is it can pierce through the officer's bulletproof vest. 
uh, whereas typical ammunition will be stopped. Uh, it can get through the Kevlar, and we can't we can't have that. And and of course we can't have someone free hours later after discharging their weapon uh, and with illegal ammunition. It's it's completely unacceptable. Good for you, Senator, for being uh, for bringing that up. 31 minutes past the hour. Much more important content straight ahead with Senator Vince Palestina. I am Hurley the morning and this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Once again, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Still me at 31 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Uh, We will be taking in one of the performances. I'm really excited about it. The Summers Point Gateway Playhouse beginning today. Chicago High School Edition, the musical. Then next week will be Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, Awesome work. They've been working for six weeks Uh, the children to uh, put this together and great adults as well. You can also, in an article that I've written, meet America's oldest roadside attraction. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. High temperature today reaching about 92 degrees. The heat index 97 to 102. Yuck, another hot and very humid summer day. We could see a stray shower this morning and then gusty thunderstorms with heavy rain possible this afternoon and this evening. That threat goes away around midnight tonight. Muggy overnight with a low of 74. Partly sunny tomorrow with a chance of a late day shower or storm. High 88. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 38 minutes past the hour with Senator Vince Palestina, early in the morning. This particular hour of broadcasting, which which I really covet, uh, is presented by Palestina and Associates. Senator, in terms of um, other things that are happening, you've also been having great success with judicial appointments because they've really uh, there's they're piling up. Uh, but things are going well, aren't they? Yeah, it's uh, funny, Harry. I mean, I see these uh, articles from the New Jersey Globe and stuff about the uh, judicial vacancies across the state. I guess they're somewhere between 60 and 70. We had uh, we had five basically from the time that I got elected through March of 2022. We were going to have five open, two Democrats and three Republicans. We are at a point where we have three of them fully done. We have one getting done on Monday. Uh, administrative law judge Jeff Wilson, who is being elevated to Superior Court. I think he's been an administrative law judge for five years, maybe six years now, and he is going to be a Superior Court judge after Monday, so that'll be the fourth one, and Ralph Pallone, who is the uh, on counsel in Linwood, has been formally nominated, and so I guess at a time when there is some um, friction and some inability to get uh, judges nominated and confirmed, we have been very successful down here. I think, uh, you know, another month, maybe six weeks, we're going to have our all five of our judges fully done, and that'll be... Uh, That'll be great for the bench. You know, I talked to presiding or administrative assignment judge Mike Lee quite regularly. You know, they've been uh, down some judges, so he is really excited about having his full complement there. You know, and our judicial system here in Atlantic County has been recognized as absolutely one of the finest going back to the days 
of Senator Gormley and maybe even prior. But since Senator Gormley and I was putting judges in place on the Atlanta County bench, it has been recognized statewide as one of the best. And we are continuing that tradition, making sure we're getting the best and the brightest for the bench and soon going to have a full complement of Superior Court judges in Atlanta County. Senator, I wrote a recent piece about it, and we've spoken about it just a little bit on air, but I wrote a lengthy piece about it on our digital platform here at WPGTalkRadio.com, WPGTalkRadio 95.5, the app. And it was about the millions of dollars coming to Atlantic City to prevent future flooding in a particular area of the city. Atlantic City has been scoring very well under Governor Murphy with this federal funding, whether it was the COVID-19 funding, uh, because for those who don't understand, the federal government picks, you know, winners and losers, just like everything else. New Jersey's done pretty well with a lot of the funding, but then it's how is it distributed? And Atlantic City, uh, definitely Governor Murphy has had a watchful eye over Atlantic City because I believe they did very well during COVID-19 funding. Uh, and now this particular flooding uh component is i could familiarize myself with the article in in less than a minute but something around four or five million coming for that atlantic city is doing pretty well when it comes to this um transitional aid that they get from the state and some of this other funding that could go anywhere uh but it seems as though the governor is picking atlantic city to be a winner in a lot of areas let's just hope that the money gets to where it's supposed to, you know, to go and that we get the result that we deserve for the uh, for the spend. I think it will, Harry. I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, obviously, the state of New Jersey had to take over the city of Atlantic City, I guess, back 2016, 2017. And so now DCA runs the city. You know, no, no surprise as with DCA running the city. I think you're going to see some money from the state of new jersey put into atlantic city to address some of these issues they know the challenges you know we regularly meet with local government services jackie suarez who runs it and some of her staff you know a couple times last week we got another meeting uh, this month uh, and so they they recognize the challenges they recognize the things that need to be done they recognize the need to bring some of this money into atlantic city get some of this stuff cleaned up i mean I don't have to tell you, I don't have to tell anybody listening, you drive down some of those streets and, you know, just bouncing your head off of the ceiling of your car because the roads are so bad and they have let them go for so long. There is so many needs down there in the city of Atlantic City uh, that we got to address. I think you're going to continue to see that money come in. And, of course, as you know, we've been able to develop a very good relationship with the administration. We talk to them about this stuff all the time. You know, and certainly you're going to continue the communications and making sure that Atlantic City, Atlantic County are getting some of the money that is out there to be spent. So we're going to continue to work on those issues as well. I think that the, you know, the road diet thing, I think, is one of the dumbest things we could ever consider. I think you look at any metro area, you look at even some of the streets in Atlantic City, the ones that are wider, the ones that you have landscaped, the ones that are lit are the best streets in Atlantic City. And I think I think, fortunately, council is really looking at this Atlantic Avenue road diet, you know, and, and cutting down the uh, those lanes to one lane in each way. I, like I said, I drove down Pacific last night. They can't get the synchronization of the lights right. You get stopped at every single light. It is unbelievable. Simple things that could be done. And this administration over in the city of Atlantic City can't do it. So it's now, true. You realize that's decades 
of not having light synchronization. That's so unacceptable. It's so unnecessary. It's unbelievable. You get stopped at one light only to then when your light turns green just in time to get stopped at the next light. I was laughing at Carolyn. The next one turned red right before this one turned green. Right. The one we were at that was red. It's just like you can't make it up. No. It's, just, it's a 48-block long city. should be the easiest thing in the world to synchronize the lights on Pacific Avenue, and they can't even do that. Decades. So we, have, we do have the support from DCA. By the way, you know, I know an engineer. I think you're familiar with him. I know an engineer that it wouldn't have taken. I, I, I truly believe the light synchronization has been around for the entire existence of our program, which is now well into year 31. Uh, I know an engineer that could fix this. I think you know him. Pretty easily. It's not a it's not a tough process to get the lights to time together so that they're all turning green and you can make your way around the city. It's, the, uh, and the fun. other thing you talked about, I, I one day called it like driving your car on the surface of the moon with gravity. You know, at least on the moon, you know, you'd bounce a little bit. You, the the, uh, the potholes wouldn't be as bad because you're bouncing around here. You, gravity, it is in some cases like teeth chattering, teeth rattling, deep potholes that destroy axles, demolish suspensions, and it just goes on and on. Yep, it does. So that's another thing. Obviously, we need some money to uh, address some of these things. And that's they're doing the road diet because they're getting money from the federal government to redo Atlantic Avenue. And they, you know, mayor will say, "Well, where else are we going to get the money?" And it's pretty simple. You know, you've taken two hundred and twenty-two million dollars from CRDA over the last five years. Just use some of that money instead of doing wasting it all the way you guys all waste money over there. It's very simple. These things are not difficult, Harry. It's pretty simple. You know, when you take $222 million from CRDA to prop up the city, money that's supposed to be dedicated to redevelopment, reinvestment in the city, dealing with some of these things, making it clean, making it safe, getting lights turned on, getting the streets paved, there's $222 million you could take. And I understand it's even more than $222 million, but that was the chart that I was provided by CRDA, $222 million from CRDA to the city of Atlantic City. And they can't even get the simplest of tasks done. So, but like you said, there are, you know, you don't want to just dump on the city all the time. There are many things going on over there. You know, when you start with the casinos and the beach and the boardwalk and just the natural geography, some of the events we have going on, some of the ability to bring more events in, you know, through Meet AC, through some of the things going on over there. We have such an ability to make that the unquestioned premier destination on the east coast and we are now you know you've seen a lot of my focus is trying to get the pieces in place the people in place to really be able to make that happen with or without the city administration we don't need them they're kind of like the uh, last player drafted in the draft at this point mr irrelevant over there we're going to get it done one way or the other and we're going to you know continue to move this ball forward so that we can get this city turned around, address some of these challenges, and make it the premier destination it should be. Yeah, I love what you just said. And and the fact remains, we're going to get our last break in. The fact remains, it is a strong council, weak mayor form of government. So your uh, relationship with city council is stellar. I have multiple members of city council that are writing me during the interview in agreement with everything that we've been talking about, including uh, ShopRite. Uh, so they get it. 
Uh, they are the redevelopment authority. And, of course, the state runs the city. So you're right. You can get everything you need done. Fortunately, there's no impediment uh, that, that can legitimately stand in the way of progress when the focus is there to achieve and to get things done. An area that I would like to address when we come back, and, and it's it's a narrow issue, but but it's an important one. I have been inundated with calls, with text messages, people that have my private cell phone, social media messages, which anybody can do. You, even if you're not a friend of mine on Facebook, you can send me a message. I have to approve it if we're not a friend, and I will, and I'll see your message. So you can write me or email me, Harry Hurley at AOL.com. I'm very good at getting back to you. I am getting so many reports, Senator, about these motor bikes, uh, small motorcycles that are terrorizing uh, through Atlantic City. It is it is really affecting the quality of life for many people in the city. That is something that Chief Sarkis and the department, they're going to have to um, to drop the hammer on this stuff because it's just it's every it's every night. That is happening and it is menacing for the people that are experiencing it. We'll be back with Senator Palestina right after this. It's 49 minutes past the hour. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's 54 minutes past the hour. As always, it flies by with Senator Palestine. An hour is never enough. Uh, we have Larry Sieg coming up right after the break. We have Chris Thomas from Chris Thomas Air Shows. And what we've been doing is we've dedicated every Friday in the 9 o'clock hour for what will be about six, seven weeks run up to the Atlantic City Air Show Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show Wednesday, August 24th. And we visit with different performers and different leaders involved and so on. It's been going great. And today will be no exception. Two great guests coming up right after Senator Palestina. Give us your take, Senator, on these motorbikes, because it, it is a menacing, terrorizing thing for many, many people right now in Atlantic City. It is in other communities. Uh, and, you know, it is recognized. I think that they're, uh, they put them in storage bins or storage sheds, from what I understand, some of these storage facilities, and they take them and then they use them uh, for theft or drug deals or whatever else is going on in some of these areas. But, you know, again, the prosecutor's on it. I know he went to city council, you know, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, appeared before city council, and I think you said it perfectly. You know, it's a strong council over there. We have been able to work out, you know, relationships with many of the city council people. When you talk about Council President Tibbet and Councilman Chabaz and Councilwoman Dunstan and Weeks and all of them over there, as you said, you know, we are communicating regularly with the city council in the city of Atlantic City. We are going to continue to do that. You know, the prosecutor was over there, appeared at a city council meeting. He's got a task force on this. They're going to figure out where they're coming from. They're going to box them in and they're going to impound them um, because this the terrorization of these cities can't continue any longer. You know, I understand in some cases there are 30 of them or so riding down the street. Uh, they're on it and you're going to see them start to get. Uh, arrested and the uh, bikes impounded if it goes on. And so that is going to come to an end as well. And city council is a partner in that city council is a partner in a lot of the initiatives that are taking place in the city of Atlantic city. And we fully expect that to continue because the city council representatives, they are elected to serve the people. They recognize their role. They recognize their obligation. And so we don't have any issue with any of them 
working along with us exactly the way you would expect elected officials to work along with whether it's state representatives or whether it's law enforcement um, city council is doing their job and, and that's going to continue and so that part of the relationship with the city of atlantic city has been great two minute drill i turn it over to you senator for a closing comment anything either you're working on or that you want to share in closing yeah, I just want to obviously thank everybody, Harry. I appreciate the time. We are working on all kinds of things. We're working on some additional legislation uh, for the city of Atlantic City, uh, which we will be talking about, you know, over the next few months. Been meeting with all of us, been talking to them. So we have some things coming from a legislative front on a number of different issues I think that would benefit the region. Of course, you know, state budget is done. We have some of that money in place. And so we've been working with the Atlantic County economic alliance on some of the initiatives that they have going whether it's out at the airport or hopefully you know another situation since you've been on air that we talk about many times is the traffic over by the old shore mall where dmv is uh you know it's just it's a terrible traffic situation we need to have access to the garden state parkway we need to have full interchange out in front of that facility to connect into the other shopping center we now have a plan that is done a conceptual plan we are getting some money in place to try to get the permitting and the approvals done for that. But, you know, one of the things that I really want to see done uh, during my time in the Senate is to finally fix some of that traffic situation over by the old shore mall. We have a plan to do it, and we're just going to figure out how we can get the money together to do it. So, you know, I just, again, want to thank everybody. I'm, I'm, you know, differently than my time in the Assembly, I'm really enjoying this. I'm enjoying the ability to get things done, get the right people in place in some of these positions. Don Guardian and Claire Swift have been absolutely phenomenal as teammates. You know, you get to hear from me probably more than we hear from them, but they are right there on all of these things, right there with us. They are both just phenomenal teammates, phenomenal people. You know, Antoine McClellan, Eric Simonson were up here for the walk last night in the city of Atlantic City. Again, we just have some absolutely tremendous representatives in place right now, tremendous people in these positions, and you are going to see a real focus and a real effort, collective effort, across party lines to try to get these things done. So thanks to everyone. Thanks to you. Thanks to my staff here at Palestine Associates. Things are going very, very well right now and better things to come. Senator Palestine, a great visit. Uh, When you win, we win. Continued success. Great to be with you. Thanks, Harry. You know it. See you soon. You too. We're going to talk about the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show next. Larry Sieg. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville. A town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. Uh, We have just had such a... um, it's just a joy. I mean, the the Atlantic City Air Show, which is now the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, which I'm very excited about. We're going to be talking to Larry in just a second. The entire concept was cooked up in the conference room of Broadcast Center, probably about 100 feet from my studio, uh, almost, what, two decades ago. And we were not on the schedule. Atlantic City was a fill-in uh event 
with no promise that there would ever be a second. And this event is just lightning in a bottle for Atlantic City. It just works and consistently draws hundreds of thousands of people. And now I'm very excited to report that Meet AC, which handles so many of the destination uh, resort aspects of Atlantic City, booking business, uh, believe it or not, decades into the future. If you think you've got a good day, day timer or day planner uh, in your briefcase uh, and you feel good that you're organized for the rest of this week, the rest of this month, they've got stuff cooked up decades from now, which is mind-blowing. The president and the chief executive officer, my friend Larry Sieg, joins the program right here, right now. Mr. President, welcome to Hurley in the Morning. How are you? Good morning, Harry. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Great. Before we get to the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about this is a time of year where a lot of uh, people in your business and destination marketing and and booking events when business otherwise isn't there, typically during the summer months, uh, whether it would be a convention bureau or whatever, ours was the authority and now meet AC, all this, doesn't matter what you call it, but the, the people that do that line of work, scheduling you know, conventions and tourism and all this, you guys are doing work during the, the peak of the summer season and these are not just you know events these are these are mega events the uh national naacp convention this this incredible juggernaut 20 million in economic benefit uh recently completed five-day national sports collectors convention you guys are busy at a time of year that's unusual in your business isn't it Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, typically uh, in our industry, the summer is kind of what we call our slow season. And really, it's the spring and the and the fall in our shoulder seasons is when we're really busy. But however, you know, nothing is the same as it used to be <laughs> two years ago. So, you know, when, when COVID hit and, you know, everything was sort of put on pause, I mean, we just kept moving groups. And, you know, in order for them to get their in-person meetings in, you know, we had the summer window available and yeah. it was the perfect opportunity. To well, let, let, Larry, let me ask you about that, because I'm sure people would be curious to know. It's one thing if the pandemic made it happen and just people took a date that was in the summer and then you go back if there's anything such as normal uh, into the future. Or is it like other things that happened as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? For example, telemedicine, uh, which some people balked at, is now here to stay. People love it. It's convenient if you're sick or not sick, but you need to go to the doctor. You don't have to go into a sick waiting room filled with people. People love it, as you know. Is this now the way it is? And this what there won't be the shoulder or, or off season for your industry. You're just going to book 12 months no matter what jurisdiction. Let's face it. If, if Atlantic City with the beach, the boardwalk and the summer weather and all that – if we're going to do big events in the summer and we're and, and I don't know, you you know, if we're going to continue to do that going forward, the whole business model has changed. Right. Well, I, I think that we're going to see um, business throughout the entire year. I think it's going to be all 12 months. It's not going to be cyclical like it used to be. So I and, you know, people have been, you know, have a pent up demand for in-person meetings. And while there is still a virtual component to many of the meetings and conventions, 
that happen here. We see more and more of them doing away with that and just going back to in-person, um, which is, is nice to see. But I think there's always going to be that gr- those groups that have that hybrid uh, model. Make a comment that'll take us to the first break. It'll be the only break during your time with us. Then we'll spend the rest of uh, the half hour that we have before our next guest, Chris Thomas, who is from Chris Thomas Air Shows, will join the program. We'll be talking only air show with him. And we'll talk now mostly air show with Larry coming up uh, after the break. But I want to give you an opportunity to make a comment from your wide spectrum of observation as the president and the chief executive officer of Meet AC with how your team did, how Atlantic City did relative to two big events that I believe were both incredibly successful. And I I believe positioned Atlantic City very well for the future. You know, I wrote a lot about it. I sent you copies of my articles about it, spoke about it a lot on the air, that this was a big moment of truth that Atlantic City had to deliver during the national NAACP NAACP convention and, of course, the the National Sports Collectors Convention. Give us a comment about both of them. Well, first of all, kudos to my entire team. I mean, you know, during that whole time period for the last two months, three months, it's been all hands on deck. And my team, I could not be more proud of them. You know, we showcased Atlantic City to over 9,000 people at the NAACP conference. And the number that's staggering is the number of media impressions, the national and international media, is over 1.1 billion. Wow. Promoting Atlantic City as a destination. Those national sports cards, the sports collectors, what an incredible, incredible show. I mean, they had close to 45, 55, I think, thousand people go through that show. Um, so, Atlanta, you know, for anybody who says, you know, oh, nothing's happening in Atlantic City, I assure you, everything is happening in Atlantic City. Well, Larry, I think the big key is Atlantic City, not that you haven't shown it before with uh, amazing events that you've done over the years uh, during your time in leadership positions and your current team. You've shown that Atlantic City can do big events and do them very, very well, and and that the, they're they're with people that uh, want to come back in the in the future. These two big events, I don't think we can overstate how important they were. I likened the NAACP National Convention to Atlantic City's do-over of the 1964 Democratic National Convention, which was an absolute disaster. The media, they were put in substandard rooms, hard goods, soft goods, everything was wrong, uh, terrible. Atlantic City got crushed in the, in the national media, saw to it that Atlantic City got crushed. And Atlantic City was crushed from 64 until basically 78 uh, when resorts opened up the doors. Had casino gaming not been approved, I don't know what would have happened. Atlantic City was in bad, bad shape. So this, to me, was just a moral imperative, a reputation imperative that Atlantic City deliver for this big event. And Atlantic City did deliver, didn't they? Well, yeah. And, and while it was important for our destination, let's also remember that they, the, the people that put these events on were so impressed by the team, by the destination and by their experience here that, um, of course, they want to come back. That's huge. I mean, that's so huge. All right, let's take our break. It's 15 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we will talk about, they're the title sponsor. It is the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, fast approaching Wednesday, August 24th. 
you'll catch all the action, not only all the action, but six hours of preview because we are taking the Hurley in the Morning program, as we always do, to the boardwalk in Atlantic City, right out front of historic Boardwalk Hall. And we'll be right there at Show Central. Our perch will be directly next to Howie McCann Jr., who is the best in the business, the best air show announcer in America today. Uh, so we will be there. We have an incredible lineup of guests. Larry is one of them uh, that will be on with us between 6 a.m. and 11 a.m. And then we will turn it over right now. The start time of the Atlantic City Air Show is it's listed as about 11 a.m. Because obviously you're dealing with, you know, the Golden Knights and the apparatus that will be leading off and starting the event and clearing the airspace and all these things that the air boss will do. Uh, and when we come back, we'll get Larry's take on the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show Thunder Over the Boardwalk year 2022 installment. Quite amazing. And this mature event that um, just people come from all over. One of the neat things I want to talk to Larry about is it's not a one-day thing. You have people that come in early that then stay even after the event. So this has really turned out to be multiple days of economic benefit for the region. More with Larry Sieg right after this. Don't go away. I'm Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. Summertime at the Jersey Shore. The glitz and glamour of Atlantic City's casinos. Jersey's best pizza on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Great rides in Wildwood. And miles and miles of bumper-to-bumper traffic. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 wants to keep you moving with expanded summertime traffic updates Friday afternoon through your ride back Sunday evening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At 20 minutes past the hour, we are visiting with Larry Sieg. Larry is the president and the chief executive officer of Meet AC. And coming up right after the bottom of the hour break, Chris Thomas of Chris Thomas Air Shows. He's one of the fabulous civilian performers. There's so much of, of the performers and the apparatus from the military, uh, but there are great civilian performers as well. And Chris Thomas, uh, representing Chris Thomas Air, Air Shows, will be uh, one of the civilian performers. Larry, it's very easy for me to say this because we have worked closely with you. We have worked very, very closely with the Greater Atlantic City Chamber of Commerce and all the different partners within the history of the Atlantic City Air Show. Meet AC has always been very bullish, very, very big supporter. But in the 2022 installment, you're all in. You're the banner presenting sponsor. So tell us your thoughts about it. Yeah. Well, we're really, really honored to be able to be the title sponsor of the air show. It's in its 19th year. I've been involved in the in uh, the air show with the chamber for all 19 years. We've always, like you said, always been a big supporter. I got a, received a phone call earlier in the year from Michael Chait who is the president of the chamber and relayed to me that there were some issues with sponsors and the title sponsor was pulling out and there was some uncertainty about the, you know, the life of the air show. And I was like, well, this can't happen. First of all, this is the signature event for this destination. And we no longer have the Miss America pageant here in Atlantic city, the air, the Atlantic city air show or the meet Atlantic city air show is the signature event for this city. So it's very important that we stepped up to make sure that, um, 
the air show took place, and we signed a three-year contract with them. So we are good now, um, you know, through 22, 23, and 24. When you put your name on something, it even takes on if it's even possible, because I think you were all in before, and you were a presenting sponsor, Mm -hmm. just not the title sponsor. But when you put your name on it, does that take it to the next level? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it just just validates uh, our commitment to not only this event, but all the events that take place in Atlantic City. What's this like for you, your team? You're, you're coming off of uh, what has to be such a, an emotional and professional high because you delivered big for these uh, conferences, mm-hmm. these conventions that we just spoke about. It's always nice for them to be in the rearview mirror, especially when you put all the work in. And then when it comes time for execution and service and everything at the end that you, you really yeah. did a great job. And now on to the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. It's just one. This summer just mm-hmm. feels like one mega event after the other. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like there hasn't really been any time to breathe. The one thing that I will say about the air show, though, is because it has been in existence for 19 years, unlike doing the NAACP, which, are first, which was a first-time thing, national sports players. You know, the air show is a well-oiled machine, so we know exact. you know, we don't skip a beat when we, get it, when we get to air show. So once those other events were over and I said to the team, okay, now it's time to talk about air show, everything just fell right into place. I mean, we are completely ready. You know, it's less than three weeks away, um, and it's going to be an exciting, exciting day. I, I, because of my position, I've had the opportunity to interview everyone from the air show boss to the Golden Knights to all kinds of other performers. They all say the same thing, that there is something so unique, so special, so different. I think a big part of why the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show is the number one midweek air show in America, and it's been that for basically two decades now, is the the sight triangle, if you will, of the, the boardwalk, the beach, the Atlantic Ocean. You just can't have a better viewing area when you think about it, and all the performers say the same thing. I interviewed the team leader about two, three weeks ago, the team leader, awesome great american team leader of the uh the gold team because they have the gold and the black teams of the uh u.s army golden knights and he's talking about when they're flying down at what thousands of feet when they're they're, they jump out and then when they get to a certain point and it's still way way above um the ground they just get so jazzed up because they look left they look right they look straight down and it is just a sea of humanity as far as the eye can see. So even the performers are extremely jazzed up about the Atlantic City jurisdiction. Makes it very special. Uh, I'd like to get a comment from you about that. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, I have a chance to speak to a lot of the pilots and a lot of the, um, the guys from the guys and gals from the Golden Knights, and they always say they they love coming to Atlantic City because the energy and the vibe as they get lowered to the ground, you know, to do their especially the Golden Knights when they jump to do their landings. I mean, the energy inside the crowd is amazing. I mean, this event for those that don't know draws upwards of half a million people into this destination and brings fifty to seventy million dollars in economic impact. Huge into the businesses within within Atlantic City. That's huge for a one-day event, which we wanted to talk about a little bit. 
you know, on how we're working with the chamber to sort of extend it and make this a multi-day event for uh, for visitors. And and that's not theory. That's practice. That Larry, that's happening with great regularity. People that just want to be here, then they don't have to worry about anything like traffic or anything on the air show day. So they come in at least a day early and then many stay at least a day after, don't they? Sure. I mean, you got people come in, you know, some people come in actually on Monday because Tuesday, which is practice day, is almost becoming as popular as show day. You know, so people are coming in, you know, they're coming in and they're joining the restaurants and shopping and dining and entertainment and they're watching the practice and then the next day they're doing the full air show. The night after the air show, there's live entertainment sponsored by the CRDA on Kennedy Plaza, which is a um, Mardi Gras AC put on by the Tony Marks people. There's a huge concert after that. So there's just a list of events going on that entire week. You mentioned something earlier. I want to squeeze it in and then I have a final question for you. And then after the break, we're going to go to Chris Thomas who is uh, from Chris Thomas Air Shows. He's one of the fabulous civilian performers at the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. Thunder Over the Boardwalk 2022, Wednesday, August 24th. You can catch all the action, six hours of pre-show on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and then the entire air show itself, which is just spectacular. And there's going to be incredible performers, both civilian and military, and amazing apparatus. It's just so exciting. When I was interviewing uh, the um, first sergeant, uh, who is the leader of the gold team of the Golden Knights, he talked about how Atlantic City is so unique because when they land right in front of Show Central, X marks the spot and they all hit the X. It's amazing. Uh, No matter how much wind, I mean, it's just incredible uh, how talented they are and how precise they are. And then they walk. It's just this beautiful walk up the wooden boardwalk, the platform at first and then up to the steps and underneath the the overhang street sign. And then there's children and all kinds of, uh, you know, observers of the air show. And they pick out children who help them pack their shoots. It's very special. And in fact, he admitted that he became he he enlisted and ultimately became a member of the Golden Knights and ultimately uh, the team leader because he was one of those children that packed the shoots of the performers at the time. So how cool is that, Larry? That's very cool. Very, very cool. Because not lost on this, this is the military's recruiting tool. It, It advertises the military, and there's a great presence at the event. There's an enlistment ceremony that takes place every year. Uh, right by Show Central. It's a very, very special day. Larry, let me give you a closing comment. Those just joining us, Larry Sieg is the president and the chief executive officer of Meet AC. Meet AC is the title sponsor of the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show this year and for the two years uh, to follow, three-year uh, certainty. Closing comment from you, Larry. Uh, I just, you know, just want to say to your listeners, you know, uh, come down to the Atlantic City Air Show this year. It's going to be a great show. Get her early. Stake your claim in the sand. Like I always say in any theater, there's not a bad seat in the house when it comes to the Atlantic City Air Show. So come down, enjoy the destination, you know, do some shopping, get something to eat, visit our casinos, um, and just have a great day because we're going to be putting on a great show for you. Great to visit with you, Larry. Continued success. By the way, not lost on me, some of the numbers you put together today, 
uh, if you take the economic benefit of the national NAACP convention, the sports collectors, national sports collectors convention and the Atlantic City Air Show. I mean, you're talking about three events that could by themselves mean a hundred million dollars in economic benefit. That's no joke, Larry. Precisely. Precisely. And, uh, you know, I, I've got a lot more numbers available I know. <laughs> for another time. I know you do. We'll visit again. And we're going to visit the morning of the air show, too. Uh, keep up the good work. You guys are yeah. having a great summer. Keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate your support, Harry. Yep. Take care. You know it. Good to visit with you. Larry Sieg. And when we come back, it's 31 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we're going to visit with, until the top of the hour, Chris Thomas. Chris Thomas Air Shows, one of the great civilian performers that will be taking part in the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. That's coming up when we come back right after this. Don't go away with Chris. Coming up next, he's here. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 37 minutes past the hour. Chris Thomas is here. Really looking forward to our time together. Uh, he'll be performing. He's no stranger to the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. Uh, he has a number of years under his belt, and I remember him uh, performing uh, as a performer with the Geico Skytypers. But, Chris, this is going to be very exciting because this is your first time as a solo performer. Good morning to you, Chris. Yes. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. So that's that's pretty neat. I mean, look, it's all, you know, being part of a team is a great thing. And, and you know I'm a huge fan of the Skytypers. I mean, just incredible. Uh, it's just a spectacle. I, I loved seeing it every year. Uh, but now you are venturing out and you're performing solo. It's a big difference, isn't it? It is. It is, and it's very, it's very exciting. Um, as, as you said, I've been to the Atlantic City Air Show for several years, but it's also it's a little bit daunting when you consider that it's the uh, the biggest air show east of the Mississippi River, you know, over 500,000 people. Yep. So it's, it's pretty exciting to make a debut in that, uh, that forum. The other thing, too, that's very exciting, and I, I try to remember to remember to talk to everybody about this, and especially the performers, because of the uniqueness of us being along the coast, and it's almost like a landing strip, if you will. You you have people from multiple cities, from from Brigantine all the way through past even uh, well past Longport even, and you see it from all over. So the the ability to observe this show, you know, it's one thing. A lot of people go out and they don't really get to see that much. They see whatever's above them, but I think it's great for the performers because you can look down and see this incredible crowd. And, of course, we love to look up and see you all doing what you're doing. It is a great location to do an air show. I think part of the reason why this has become the largest midweek air show in America is the fact that it's so unique. And we we sometimes, when we've lived here most all of our lives, many people that are big fans of the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, we just take for granted the boardwalk, the beach, the Atlantic Ocean. But it's very special. And all the performers, Chris, that I've ever interviewed or talked to at, you know, the show day itself or the practice day all say the same thing, that this is a very out of all the shows that they do. This is a very special one because of the uniqueness of how you can view it 
as a spectator. Your thoughts about that? Oh, I agree. You know, the official show line is almost a mile long. You know, it's, it's about 4,000 feet. And if you consider just what you said with the boardwalk and the beach and the hotels, everywhere you stand affords you a great viewing spot of, of all the action that's taking place in front of you. Other places you're restricted by trees or buildings yes. or just a physical place where yes. you're required to stand. So, And so you hear it more than you see it sometimes. But here you have such oh, yeah. an unencumbered visual uh, perspective. And you raised a very good point there, Chris. It's not just the, the human bodies that you see uh, on the boardwalk and on the beach and some that are even and when they're outside the perimeters on boats and things like that. But every single beachfront area that has a balcony, there are people out on those porches. It is it is thousands and thousands of those as well. So it just makes it really unique and makes it very special. From a from a performer perspective, as we you know we leave in the morning and start our day, we're in our we're in our uniform, our flight suit. We'll stop and get a cup of coffee somewhere. And what you recognize is that everybody that is in a public venue, whether it's you stop at the Starbucks or wherever you're having breakfast, they all know what you're there for, and they all saw you fly the day before. You can't find anybody that didn't see you fly or didn't. They want to know specifically what airplane were you in, what time was your performance, and they wanted to know if they saw you flying. Because everybody there has a seat to the action. Yeah. So that's, that makes it really unique and special. That is true. It's not like a venue that can hold 18,000 people or if it's a larger stadium, 100,000 people. This is hundreds of thousands of people. It's so true. It's really almost unlimited. Uh, and that's a, an excellent point, Chris, that you make. So tell our listeners, what will you be flying? What will you be doing? So I fly a 1942 North American, that's the manufacturer, North American SNJ-2. Um, it, it was a Navy and Marine Corps training airplane. It was the advanced trainer. If you flew in the Army Air Corps or later the Air Force, that airplane's the T-6. Virtually the same airplane, just different names, different branches of the service. But it was the airplane that trained the world's greatest generation. So if uh, somebody, you had a relative that flew in World War II or Korea, it, they flew that airplane before they went and get it, got in the Corsair or the P-51 or the B-17. So virtually anybody that flew in World War II touched that airplane. They learned formation flying, instrument flying, advanced fighter tactics, gunnery uh, tactics, things like that in that airplane. Unique is for us, we built uh, between us and the Canadians, we built about 15,500 of them. I'm flying a very special model, an early model. It's an SNJ-2 of which there were only 71 of those airplanes built, and there's only 13 left in the world flying of that particular model. Wow. But also what, what makes that airplane really unique is there were 51 countries across the globe that flew the SNJ, or if it was built in Canada, it was called a Harvard, but there were 51 countries around the world that flew that airplane and used it as a trainer. In the United States, it was just a training aircraft, but other countries, uh, we'll call them less developed countries, actually flew that airplane on the front line. Um, I'm, a, I'm a captain for a major airline, and one of the guys I flew with is South African. Flew in the South African Air Force. He actually flew the T-6 in combat uh, for the South African Air Force up until like 1985 or 1986. He flew that airplane in combat. So that tells you that airplane's just got a historical role from World War II up until the 80s. Um, it, I think the Ecuadorian Air Force was flying them up to the very early 90s. So it's really an airplane that's played a prominent role in the uh, military 
heritage and, and also just military heritage around the world. It's instantly recognizable. I was at an air show in Jacksonville a few years ago, and a guy is kind of frantically waving to me at the fence, and he had been a colonel in the Indian Air Force and had been an instructor in the T-6, and he wanted to come take a look. He was not an old he was not an old guy. You know, he's probably 10 years older than I am. He couldn't have been more than 60 or 62 or so. And uh, he was describing his time in the 80s uh, instructing in that airplane. So it's it's very neat to realize that you're flying such a significant piece of history. In yeah, fact, iconic, Chris. Iconic piece of history. You just gave such a stirring, uh, listenable presentation about this. I'm very um, just happy listening to you talk about uh, all of this, including the fact that you're flying apparatus, that there's only 13 left on the planet, which begs the question, you're flying equipment that's about 80 years old. What are the challenges in flying equipment that's, I guess, if we're being precise, 78 years old uh, and everything about it, you know, maintenance, upkeep? Is it a big challenge? So. It is and it isn't. You know, there's a professional full-time mechanic that maintains the airplane. It's in excellent mechanical shape. If you think about um, the, if it's a 1942 airplane, it's really 1939 technology, but it had to be built to be both dependable, rugged, durable. So on one hand, it's there's nothing really complicated maintenance-wise with it. Um, it's got a unique engine. It's got a radial engine, which means the cylinders go around, which gives it that very distinctive sound. But uh, the biggest thing challenge that you would see is, from a pilot perspective, is today we give a lot of thought to ergonomics and comfort. And in those days, they decided that uh, the hydraulic hand pump was just going to go in this location, and they put it by your knee. And there wasn't really any thought that the handle next to it could be for another system, but it's the same type of handle. So today, we put a lot more thought into the into the, the earth, what we would call human factors and ergonomics to make things make sense. So that's really the, the most unique thing. Um, you wear gloves when you fly it. There's just safety wire sticking out everywhere. And, you know, it's, uh, they just didn't put the creature comforts into things in the 1940s that they do, uh, today. So that's really the biggest change. It's a great airplane to fly. You know, it's, it's big. It's loud. It's got great physical presence, great sound with a big radial engine, um, big, there's a big eight and a half foot propeller that's out there making lots of noise. So it's a great airplane for uh, presentation. Matter of fact, one of the nicknames for the airplane was Old Growler. They called it the Pilot Maker and Old Growler. Um, so it's definitely an airplane that's got uh, you know big physical presence, lots of noise, lots of smoke. It's always a favorite. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. One more segment straight ahead with Chris Thomas. Uh, very easy to listen to, Chris. Great presentation. I love it. I took, I'm actually taking notes because we're going to use this material uh, on the 24th when we're broadcasting. I mean, just fantastic history here. Chris Thomas of Chris Thomas Air Shows continues. Chris is one of the fabulous civilian performers at the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show Wednesday, August 24th. And I do want to ask you about, I don't know if you heard Larry and I talking about this because I, I just don't recall. You came early. I don't recall if we had already talked about it. By the time you arrived and could listen the day before is it's not a hundred percent of the show, but it's got to be ninety five, ninety eight percent. It's almost a, a whole second air show. So I've always said um, that that day before the air show is also a very special day. So you really get two 
air shows here uh, at, at Atlantic City every year. We'll be back with Chris right after this. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 888-74-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 888-74-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 888-74-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building fast and easy. Call 888 888- 74 Steel. That's 888-747-8335. 888-74-STEEL. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. 53 minutes past the hour. Chris Thomas is here of Chris Thomas Air Shows, and he will be performing. This question's just, like, searing, you know, in my mind that I want to get it out onto the floor. You did touch on it, but... As a point of emphasis, I want to readdress you're flying. And I'm, I told Chris off air, I'm, I'm the son of a World War II hero, uh, awarded the Bronze Star Medal, two Purple Hearts, and was a part of a very consequential battle uh, in World War II where people were killed. He was shot. Uh, it, it, it was tough stuff. And they came home and never talked about it. Truly why they earned the reputation, the greatest generation, because in case there was a single listener that doesn't know, all they did was save the world. So you you, you can hear my passion, Chris, uh, on this topic. And when you were talking about the era of, of craft that you fly, the um, – the World War II era, it, it really just moved me and it got it got my attention. When you're up there, and, and tell our listeners, because radio is the theater of the mind, and I can tell you're a great practitioner of the spoken word just, just in this short time that we've gotten to know each other on air together. Uh, you, you say things very well. Uh, how What altitude are you flying? And give people an idea, what are you doing? Uh, your performance in the air show is exactly what? So I'm gonna. I'll be operating most of the time between about 500 and uh, 1,200 feet, so relatively low in front of the crowd, high enough that everybody can see you the entire time. And the majority of the maneuvers I do um, are maneuvers that anybody that was going through military training today, worldwide, if you fly in the military, these are the foundational maneuvers that pilots learn what you would call aerobatics, but then later somebody is going to transfer those into you know, tactics. So if you, a loop is, a loop is just a vertical turn. You're, you're looping in the sky. Well, later a fighter pilot's going to do part of a loop and that's going to become part of a, a combat maneuver. So everything that I do, uh, served as a, a foundational maneuver in somebody's training. They were teaching the pilots how to competently operate the airplane about all three axes, not only being able to fly it, but be able to think about where they are and the energy state of the airplane and what's happening. Um, 
and then the, it, and that's why it was the advanced trainer. They're they're able to put their mind a, as to where they are in managing what's going on with the airplane. Um, the airplane's got a propeller; it's a radial engine, so it has torque, torque from the engine, torque from the propeller, and those forces are constantly changing on the airplane. So it seems kind of silly, but the spectator sees the airplane go straight up in the air. But in reality, as you start from very fast and decelerate to very slow, if you were to pull straight up. The torque is constantly changing on the airplane, and the pilot's having to make control inputs to give the spectator the illusion that the airplane, not illusion, but give the appearance that the airplane's going straight up, so we're constantly making small control inputs. Wow. We're going to do loops, loops, rolls, different kinds of rolls, loops. Um, Then we'll take a loop, and we'll break it in half and roll up on the top. Um, The maneuver's called a Cuban 8 in Immelman, which was actually invented by a... uh, uh, German uh, World War One ace, uh, Max Immelman, who used it as an evasive maneuver to quickly get behind somebody. But everybody in the world knows what an Immelman is now. There's a maneuver called a Cuban 8, and that was actually invented by an American pilot who, um, think about before the current situation in Cuba, in uh, between World War One and World War Two, this American pilot was serving as a Cuban Air Force pilot, and in a competition, he was doing a loop, and didn't have enough altitude to finish the loop, so we rolled right side up. And so it turned out to be about five-eighths of a loop. Well, somebody said, what the heck was that? And he said, that's a Cuban 8. And it looks like a figure 8 that's drawn in the sky if you do two of them in sequence. So uh, I'll be doing some Cuban 8s, reverse Cuban 8s, loops. I'll actually do a loop. One maneuver you don't necessarily see all the time in a T6 is I'll do a loop, and then I'll do a roll at the top of it. It's about 12 minutes long, and like I said, it stays right in front of the crowd, the uh, the entire time low enough that you know high enough that you have the ability to see it and uh there'll be lots of noise and lots of smoke the entire time i was going to say because of the altitude you're at we really do hear that sound which is really part of it all it's very cool actually it 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 makes it exciting now not lost on me and you did a very good job uh chris when you were speaking about it describing the 1942 North American, I think it was FNJ-2, only 13 left in the world and all that, World War II. And you talked about even going back to 1939 in terms of um, the design and all this. Are you – it sounds like Captain Obvious, but I want to I give you an opportunity to, to speak about this because obviously you know you're flying older equipment. You're the pilot. But are you mindful – about the fact that this is a World War II plane, this is part of the 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 um, the, the American air superiority that helped you know save the world and all of that. There, it's not just that you're a guy flying in the air show; you're flying a piece of of very important American equipment. The um, for the American military during. Obviously, one of the most consequential wars in in American history. I don't want to start rating them, but you know, because we've had a number of consequential ones, including including the first one, our independence. But uh, are you mindful of the history of the equipment that you're flying? Uh, the answer the answer is yes, and I think if you get asked that on you know in any format, of course, everybody says yes. But I. I can honestly say that the point is not lost on me at all that you are flying a piece of significant American history. Um, as I, as before I went out on my own, as I said, I was with the Geico Skytypers, and uh, there was one guy that I flew next to. I was number two. He was three. And uh, every time we got in the airplane, we put it on our life jackets. We looked at each other and kind of nodded at each other like, we are so lucky because 
of the way we get to fly the airplanes, the airplanes we get to fly. We share them with people. Um, at a lot of air shows we go to, there's a lot more. Atlantic City is we're what we call a remote show. We're at the airport, but the venue is actually the beachfront. But there's a lot of shows where we're parked in front of the crowds or we have special guests come out. It's not uncommon in Atlantic City for somebody to make arrangements for a guest to come out. And the point is not lost on me of my, you know, best words, responsibility to share that airplane with people that come out. And that can be sharing it. Last year when I was there with the uh, Sky Typers, we had some World War II veterans come out. Uh, that had actually flown in uh, oh. World War II in Korea, and oh they came gosh. out. That's but just... sometimes that's sometimes it's kids. It's sometimes it's kids, and you're explaining the the history, and you you have to take the conversation to the level of where the person is. Sometimes it's a person reliving some of their history, or sometimes it's a family member with their dad that's there, and you know it's probably a bigger deal for that when I say child, but you know a. Uh, a midlife child, but recognizing the significance in that history, kind of in the position you're in. When you think about it, uh, you're a performer, so you have goals, and you, you know you want to you want to perform well, you want to entertain, uh, and you want people to have a certain impression after you're part of the show. You know, I'm, 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 I've been observing this for long enough that you know I, I think about these things. If, if if we were speaking about sports uh, players that get up before a game and you know jazzed up and really excited about what what is about to happen and they want to perform at the highest level, t- tell us what you think about um, when you're about to perform and what does performing and we'll be parochial because it's our show. What does performing in the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show mean to you, Chris? It's. You know, it's a unique opportunity in the venue. It's very special. I uh, I personally was not in the military, but, you know, my dad was in the, the Navy for 32 years. Uh, I'm flying an ex-Navy airplane. Um, I'm a commercial airline pilot and, you know, instructor at work for a living. But uh, the point's not lost on me that, you know, I was supposed to fly by a Navy pilot. Here I am flying at times formation in an ex-Navy airplane, and you're at a very patriotic event. Everything, when you were flying at that air show when you meet people you stop for a cup of coffee or it's as silly as it sounds in down to the airport we stop at wawa and get a sandwich and a couple drinks for the day and people there are appreciative of what you're flying they want to know what you are flying and that's your opportunity to explain the impact and the importance of what you're flying and you know connect with people um i love talking to kids in young people, it's kind of cool because they don't necessarily know all the World War II history, but you can put it in terms that they can understand. Yep. And I like, especially, you know, here, take teenagers that are in geometry class. They don't know what the heck they're learning all of these terms for. And as, as somebody who, as I can say, not the world's greatest student at various points, <laughs> uh, we, you know, if you're flying formation, you can say, let's talk about all these geometry terms that you never thought you were going to use because this is just geometry. Airplanes are physics, chemistry, geometry, and math. It's everything that, you know, in the STEM profile. So a lot of air shows focus on the STEM to try and get, you know, I'm calling the fifth graders and above involved in air shows and and find an avenue for them to participate. That's how you then tie in the historical aspect with the airplanes and the impact that they made with the people that were there. So uh, that's one of the things as a performer. You have to find a way. Who's your audience? Who are you talking to? How can you connect them to the event, whether the event is the airplane, the event's the air show? Um, 
the people that are coming to the Atlantic City Air Show, it's an extremely patriotic show. You can feel it. They, you, you feel that vibration from everybody that's out there. So that's that's very unique and special to us. We are visiting with Chris Thomas. We have it's just flown by. We have a little more than two minutes, about two and a half minutes before Brian Kilmeade. Chris Thomas of Chris Thomas Air Show is performing uh, this upcoming well, the practice day too. Talk about that. How neat is that? You you have the full practice day before the air show itself uh what are you doing are you just getting where you are going to be and what you're going to be doing buttoning it down tightening it up what what are you doing during the practice show i'll arrive the day early just so i'm not rushed and uh i'm not rushed i like to you know take my time and set up and in the morning everything that we do at the air show starts with safety so there's a there's a safety brief that lasts about an hour hour and a half where they're going to talk about the specifics of the show line and all the safety measures and people that are in place uh, for any contingencies that's going on. And then I spend some time by myself and I, I walk through the show by myself. I consider where the wind is from, how it's going to be pushing me. And you'll usually see the individual performers out on the aircraft ramp walking their show through mentally. So everything is, you know, mentally rehearsed, physically rehearsed before they go perform for the audience. There's nothing that's done in an airplane that is done quickly or cavalierly. Everything everything has a considerable amount of uh, thought in it. So in other words, you know you know the routine you're going to perform and you stick to that. Uh, the question that we only have 30 seconds, which I wish we had more. Uh, I, I really love your presentation, Chris. Do you ever go ad hoc and do something that you didn't expect? Do you do do you deviate uh, do something in variation to what you had planned to do, or is it strict by the plan? It's, a, it's strict by the plan. Don't don't invent anything new that you haven't given careful consideration, thought, and practice. You know, I always practice up high, but I perform down low. Um, the crowd should see the excitement, and they perceive you as a stunt flyer. But there's nothing that there's nothing uh, that has to do with stunts with what we're doing in the airplanes. Chris Thomas, this was a absolute delight to present you today, and. Cannot wait to see you in Atlantic City. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Be well. See you soon. Thanks. You know it. You too, sir. Chris Thomas. Chris Thomas Air Shows. Brian Kilmeade is next. His music's going to kick us right out of here. Just a reminder, 